Hi, I'm Maggie. Hi, I'm Grace, and this is a Very Bookish Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode nine of a Very Bookish Podcast. Today we have a special guest. We have Beth Mass Trash. Yes, I'm so excited for Beth to be on. Um, fair warning, everybody, I will be fangirling this entire episode. Um, I as Beth has already heard, I've just been fangirling the entire like 30 minutes prior. Um, I, this is one of like, I don't really want like watch a bunch of cosplay stuff, but Beth religiously have been following <laughs> religiously. Like I have been a stan for so long. So this is like my one fangirl episode that I just get to fangirl on is for Beth. So welcome Beth. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> I'm having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because, like, uh, for our YouTube listeners, because we do have, like, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, our YouTube listeners will get to see Beth. Um, so, hello to everybody. Um, we, I have been very excited to ask you a bunch of questions. Um, I don't know about Grace, but I've had quite a bit of questions pulled up from the past year that I've been following you. So I've always like, oh, what question would I always want to ask her? And I'm like, well, I got a whole list in the back of my head. So I might as well just bring it out for the podcast. That's right. I love that for you. (laughs) So kind of just to get the ball rolling and to start it up, do you want to kind of give us your background in musical theater? Because I know that portrayed a big part into you starting your cosplay. Yes, yes, it did. Great question. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Um, well, I started doing theater when I was, I like to say six. If you ask my mother, she'll say 11, but believe me. <laughs> and the first show I ever did was, uh, obviously I did like at church, like the nativity plays, but um, the first like show I actually did was Charlotte's Web. And I was little and I had these little pigtails and I was a really blonde blonde when I was little. And I was fair goer number four and I was very proud of it. <laughs> And I don't know, I just kind of, it was what I was good at and it was something that I really loved to do. And I very selfishly love attention. (laughs) So it was a way to garner attention from people. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it it was something that I did that came really naturally to me. And so I was like, why wouldn't it be what I do? You know what I mean? Like. I'm not, I'm not naturally an athlete. I'm not naturally just really smart. That's kind of my thing. Um, so that's my thing. That's what I do. And I uh, did a bunch of stuff in high school. I was the, subtle brag for a moment here. Um, I was the first um, person from my school to ever make all state speech all four years um so that was really cool and that kind of was like okay I need to go to school for this when I made it freshman year because like freshmen never make it to all state so um that was kind of like this is what I need to do for the rest of my life (laughs) and um and it's I'm what I'm studying right now yeah so yeah that's it's great that hold on Grace ask a question (laughs) that's honestly pretty great because like you don't realize that like the things that you fall in love with throughout throughout while you were a kid become like the things that you hold on to in adulthood very much like, you don't yes. really, as like a kid they like ask you what to be and you have to get like you know sent you don't realize that 
you don't realize that some things can be it. Right. Yes, very much so. And when, when I was a kid and people were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd be like, I want to be an actor. They'd be like, you don't want to be like <laughs> a doctor or like an astronaut, like every other kid is saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they definitely don't think that it could be like a serious thing for you. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I definitely think that with like, sorry, my roommate just came in. That's why I was talking to somebody off screen. She like looked at me. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm I'm busy. Busy. I, I, I told you I was recording my podcast. I thought you were supposed to be with your boyfriend. That's not what's um, but no, I think especially with like the rise in like TikTok and like platforms and stuff, like you're able to use your craft. And I will say very well, like the cosplays you put are so beautifully curated. Um, I, Manon is my favorite, um, especially you did a live with Manon as like you like played Manon and I was like, my dreams have come true. Like, I not no shame in saying you're my favorite, like Manon um cosplayer. And like uh Sam, um, she did the art for Manon and she used you as mm. the photo. It's your uh, profile picture. And I was it like, is. I was like, this, this in my mind, this is what it is, this is what it will be forever. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry my roommate just walked in <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I kind of wanted to ask you like how specifically for Manon like how did you curate all of those like little pieces like down to like the cape the dragon uh like emblem like how did you decide what you were going to put for this cosplay mm -hmm. yeah so Manon was like the first I don't want to say she's the first one but yeah, I'm gonna say she's the first one that was funded entirely by my following, which makes her so special to me. Um, so obviously there's like the image of what a character looks like when we read the book. And I guess it's taken partly from that and also partly from like, I do a lot of thrifting and I, I hate to admit this because boo capitalism, but Amazon is a really, really accessible and pretty inexpensive way to get into cosplaying, which is incredibly unfortunate. But um, so I do, I have an Amazon wish list, and I was like, hey guys, um, I don't know, maybe I'm going to put some stuff on this. And if you want to help, you can. If you don't want to, like, that's fine, but it's just going to my Manon cosplay. And like everything was like bought in like the first half hour, which was like, <laughs> mind-blowing to me so it was also like input from all of all of my following you know like what would you want to see out of this cosplay you know what what kind of um uh like specific detail things do you want um yeah so I guess I kind of pick and choose based on what my image is and based off of what I know people are really gonna like appreciate and see right so like for the pin specifically I think it's a Game of Thrones pin actually yeah, um, I noticed that I was like yeah, yeah Game yeah. of Thrones but I loved how you used it because I was like that's what I really love about your cosplays is you're very like like even with like thrifting and stuff you use a lot of resources that like normally people wouldn't I guess that comes with like cosplay and stuff so I really did I really did appreciate the Manon cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that one I think is the cosplay that I have with the most pieces and parts mm -hmm. and layers. And like, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> like getting into it is like, like a day. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, 
it's armor basically it's armor it is it is armor it's, it's you totally have the Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, for Manon, I looked into, like, literally buying, like, chainmail, <laughs> but that's very expensive, so I didn't, I did not, I did not do that, because that would have been not smart of me, but. The funny thing is, is I bought the wig that you have for Manon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bought it, because I love it, and I've, I've used it, I've worn it quite often, um, never out, of course, I always wear it in my room, and I never would show anybody, I think I wore it. But it's still fun. It's so, <laughs> like, it's so long. It's yes. like, it's so it's much so soft. Yeah. Yes. Um, but kind of like that kind of uh, ball rolls into uh, how, like for curating like other characters and stuff, like you have your Feyre one where you made the dress for Feyre. Yeah. Like, where do you, do you get all this inspiration like from like Pinterest or like, where do you think to like gather all of this stuff? Does it come from your brain or? Yeah. I mean, I guess it just kind of comes from my brain. I would also say it comes from knowing what I have access to. So like, I know, like for Feyre, let's use that. I knew financially, like I would not be able to buy like a full like thing. And, but I did know what I could do and I can sew and curtains are inexpensive, you know? So, I mean, it's about, it's about balancing the decision of like what will look really good, but also is what is like financially and for your skill set um possible to make the best outcome so so I bought some curtains I cut them up and we called it a cosplay (laughs) yeah I mean like especially the makeup you do for every single one of your like your face I feel like is perfect for cosplay because you can do the makeup really well for like Bryce versus like Manon two different facial structures Mm -hmm. that look amazing because like the Bryce one is very like Instagram baddie feels Mm -hmm. like Whereas, like, the Manon, it's a very, like, erythral queen, the, like, mm-hmm. eyeshadow that's winged. I, I, I told you I have a stan. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm like, you know everything, girl. You know I, better than I do. I did my research for <laughs> this. You did. You did. <laughs> I had a year of researching to do this. But, um, no, I just, I, like, especially for, like, your more costume. I know that also was heavily funded by followers as well because yes. of course I watch you open the packages like when you go live I'm always there I'm always like peeking through um I might not so stay cute. The- oh my gosh. <laughs> I might not stay the whole time but I'm always like oh Beth is on let me see what she's doing um like I was there when you opened your um folk of the air books mm-hmm. um I was on that one I remember that one I yeah <laughs> So I could I could say I'm a true stan. Um, yes, but no, like especially when you like for the funding for you going to college, I definitely put yeah. some in. I was like thank you, thank fifty you, bucks. So Oh my god, thank you so yes. much. No well, and that particularly was like that was a that was a really big thing for me because asking for help is not something I'm great at. However, you know, like we were talking about, like I knew that was what I had to do was go to this school because it's like my place, you know, and, um, and study what I'm studying. And I am planning a little something to thank everybody. Um, but it's not done yet. So don't tell anybody I told you that. (laughs) This is exclusive for the podcast listeners. It is a podcast exclusive. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Grace, do you have any questions before I ask more of my questions? I need to give Grace some time to ask questions. Okay, I understand the moment. I appreciate both of you. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Um, so 
I kind of want to get into cosplaying, but I'm very timid about it because I do, you know, I love the whole dressing up thing. And like, you know, I'm a teacher and uh, at a small school and we did put on a couple of productions and I did like that whole creating the space and building. I'm more of like a set designer in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do love that. I love that whole world building thing. That's why I love books with incredible world building. Yes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get into that character side too. And it's kind of harder for me because, you know, most characters in books are not like me. Mm-hmm. So kind of what advice would you give somebody who wants to play somebody ideal look? Yeah. Um from okay so when i read house of earth and blood and and bryce was described as curvy i was like i was like mind blown like that i'm a 20 year old woman and that was like the first character that i read that was like maybe she looks like me like for real you know um (laughs) so what i i subscribe to the ideology that with given parameters anybody can cosplay anybody now that being said like I would never cosplay like Rue from Hunger Games you know what I mean like I would never cosplay a person of color or like because that yeah that's just not obviously like that doesn't make any sense however um anybody can play anybody I think that the whole trope of white skinny can I swear yes (laughs) The white skinny bitches. The age of white skinny bitches is over, and our generation is demanding um, representation, real representation. Um, and so, I feel like something that we can do to push for that representation is take those white skinny bitches and turn them into, you know, curvy women of color. Turn them into disabled people of color. Turn them into any kind of marginalized community. To spread awareness about you know this issue that we have in the YA community um while still acknowledging you know they might be good characters the writing in the book might be good however we can also acknowledge that the representation is problematic so this is here, Joel. <clears throat> sorry yeah right I know I know I know it so yeah that's that's the advice that I would give is it's not it's it's not the character that is the character is fictional you are not and you fill out that fictional character when you cosplay them um and you can fill them out any way you want so love that the reason why she's asking is because she has just dyed her hair this beautiful red color she's gonna cosplay poppy from blood and ash so she yes you are she she's she's gotten the corset she's gotten like dresses she's like texting me like all of these things she's gonna buy a wig and she's like no I'm gonna dye my hair that's commitment that is commitment (laughs) but that kind of leads to my question have you read from blood and ash I have not read there's so many like popular ones that I have not read just because I have not I mean I'm I'm getting there I have to read as fast as I can you that's like that's I love we kind of talked about this like from blood and ash does give like the bigger girl like representation mm-hmm. um because uh jla the author has said herself that poppy is not like a skinny bitch poppy's right. not skinny 
And I kind of see this where like, you see where in fan art, a lot of artists portray characters who are supposed to be bigger as thin, like a lot of Bryce. Oh, that makes me so mad when I see people draw her and she's like this wide and I'm like, no, that's not what she looks like. Yeah, Yeah, I've definitely like, I've seen some Bryce um, fan art and I'm always like, is she that thin? Like, because Mm. curvy in my mind is like, yeah, some thin women have like big hips and my fork, um, big (laughs) hips and stuff, but like curvy is like you have meat on your body yeah right like you got some thunder thighs like right well and then the question is like you know when skinny people cosplay let's just use Bryce specifically right like again I I it's not that it like irks me because I mean it doesn't like do what you want to do if that's where you're called to do um but it's also kind of like leave some for the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. lots of skinny people for you to cosplay. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'll never tell someone you can't do that creatively because that just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, but just please leave some for us. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So that kind of leads into another question. I literally have so much questions, so many questions <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> that kind of goes into like the body positivity and stuff is like how do you deal with some people who do say like because like maybe you do cosplay like skinnier characters like Feyre is a very thin she's Mm. a thinner person not as thin as Nesta because we all know Nesta's like relatively really thin right right but have you gotten any of that negative feedback and how do you deal with that and how do you process it yeah I've been really 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 lucky um with comments um I've I don't think I've ever once gotten a negative comment about my body um which is kind of baffling to me because I kind of went into this being like people are gonna hate on me you know because I mean I'm not I'm not I I would consider myself curvy I might not look at it like it from here, but from here up, I'm like a small. And then everything is, I mean, it, sizes are weird when you, anyway, it's a long, long, long spiel. Yeah. You guys get it. Yeah, <laughs> we get it, we get it. Yeah. Right, and I mean, like, I'm not shy about, you know, showing what I look like. You know what I mean? Like, if I do a video, I'm never gonna like suck in. I'm never, when I edit photos for Instagram, I never like edit it to make me look smaller. Um, I just try to be really authentic and I've been really lucky that I haven't gotten any kind of hate or backlash really. That's really great. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm like, I, part of me is like, I wish I got some so that I knew how to react. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been really lucky to not get any. That's However, that's- that being said, I've definitely gotten like hate comments. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I, like when I was in that scandal, I was like my first ever scandal. Um, when I said I didn't like Feyre, um, I'm sure y'all remember that. I remember it. <laughs> yeah. People were really coming for me. I mean, they were really upset yeah. and for valid reasons. Um, but yeah, for how I kind of re- dealt with that was just kind of like, you know, this is my honest opinion and you could have a different opinion and that's fine. Um, and I, I did more research and now I, I read the, reread the books and kind of like delved into her character. And I'm like, I, res- I, I respect where she's coming from. She's still like not my favorite character, um, but I definitely don't hate her anymore. So 
improvement. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, just kind of being like, I'm me and you can be you and that's fine, but I'm going to be me no matter what you say. So <laughs> just stop saying things. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah. That's what came to mind when you're saying that. I was like, oh, that's like the perfect like way to describe it. <laughs> How do you know what's good for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, I definitely uh, like think that like that scandal, I was so blown out of proportion, but the way you handled it, like a queen you are, you were just <laughs> like, I will do, like you admitted it. You were like, I feel like that's something that a lot of people... Mm like struggle with is like admitting that like maybe their perception of something is like a little skewed or biased mm -hmm. and so yeah. you need to go back and you read it so I like was like wow like maybe I will go back and read it too because like <laughs> yeah Farah is like annoying as hell for me <laughs> so like the Nesta a court of silver flames so excited to read it me so too can I tell you a secret yes I haven't pre-ordered it yet I know, I know. The top Nesta stand has not I know, ordered. I know, I know. Well, and I don't even have an excuse. I just haven't. <laughs> I just haven't yet. But I need to, obviously. I mean, so I work at Barnes & Noble, so it's not going to get to you on release day. So you could go mm -hmm. into your store and get it. Um, yeah. Probably what I will do mm -hmm. because I got the Asriel POV. Yeah, you did. Okay. I see you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we talked about it in the last podcast. Like, I just have to say this. People who stand Asriel are freaks. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I have a friend who's like an, yeah, I have a friend who's like an Asriel stan. I mean, like, she had to take a break from thinking about Asriel because it was getting so bad. Like, <laughs> She's she's the freakiest person I know. So, perfect. Yeah, so, <laughs> Maggie. Feeling <laughs> hot? Yeah, we're not attacking you, but this is an intervention. Uh, it's an intervention. Well, I'm sorry. It's my opinion. <laughs> no, I mean Rowan is like my top tier one. I'm sorry. I like Rowan. I have like a shrine to Rowan. Um, I love that for you. It's down there. I've moved it, but um, <laughs> so. And that kind of like leads into my second question is who's your top not my second this is like my like 10th or whatever question but what is your like, top bookish boyfriend my top oh my god um does it have to be Sarah J Mass? no it doesn't no. have to be um oh my god I don't, wow. Oh, I know who it is. It's um Wolf from the Lunar Chronicles. Oh, he has my whole heart. It's Ooh. his. He could quiet it and I I'm, oh my god. I yes. need to read that. I like saw it the other day and I was like, oh, maybe I should read that. Yes, you should. Honestly, like your cosplays throughout like that whole like scar. I think that, that Scarlet that season you were. Yeah like every time I would see that I'm just like oh my I need to read this I yeah this and I was like every time I would see I'm just like this is on and so like I got it on ebook and I'm just like I'm gonna get to it like after I finish all of our buddy reads but like <laughs> right, right. Sure. 
yeah no it's so good well it's a nice like reprieve because like ya i feel like is always like death destruction war heavy heavy death rah, sad childhood you know what i mean like all of that like very heavy metal but lunar chronicles is like it's such a sigh of relief like obviously there's still like angst and conflict but like it's not like no it's 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 it is life or death, but for some reason, it's just not as dramatic as, yeah. as mainstream literature is. Yeah. I, it's just, I love it. I, there's also like, so there's the main four books and then there's two graphic novels and two novellas and I own all of them. I mean, like I'm obsessed. It's really is bad. Is there a new novella that came out? Uh, no, they did a new covers. Oh, new covers. They like re-released it with new covers, yeah. which I went to a signing event with Marissa Meyer and I met her, which was really cool. Oh. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I was literally the last in line. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's actually really cool that you like got to meet the author and stuff. Cause like, I kind of started rereading like during quarantine. So like, mm-hmm. I didn't really, I couldn't meet the authors. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't yeah, during yeah. quarantine. Like, I've definitely, like, watched, like, live Instagram videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we all have. But um, I forgot what I was going to ask. Dang it. <laughs> Good. I can slip a question there now. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Sorry, while she's not talking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but I want to ask, like, what is, like, one of your most heartfelt moments? with the platform that you have had? Oh, wow. Um, great question. If you go back to like, I mean, it has to be like March or April, like way, way, way back on my page. There's a video of me crying when I hit a thousand. I was like, thank you guys so much. <laughs> like it was pretty dramatic, but I mean, I was, it was, it was insane. I was literally so shocked. I was just so taken aback. And, um, and now it's kind of like out of the realm of being able to conceptualize how many people there are. Um, so that's one. And then the other is, um, when I told my mom, um, about the college fund. Um, she was like, really? I have the video. I'm probably gonna post it at some point. She was like, you're joking. You're, you're joking with me. It's like, I'm not. She's like, really? <laughs> so that was really sweet to have been able to um, give her and me and you know our financial stress um, that gift because everyone was so supportive and nice. Um, yeah, so that was when, and when that fund hit a thousand, too is probably when I I bawled like a like an absolute child I was like I gotta go back it was really it was messy it was a messy moment well, but it was me I remember watching you were not happy in, no. in South Dakota I was like I felt I felt pain for you I was like because I felt that pain of like moving to a new school mm-hmm. and like especially like in the middle I've moved in the middle of like high school like sophomore oh. year in the middle of sophomore year I moved I switched mm-hmm. states um and so I felt that pain of like hating your school I mean I eventually liked it but that's because I was forced to right right I'm so happy for you that you get to go back to like your dream school and like you were your dream program is what you were saying Mm -hmm. that just makes me happy but seeing like the future because you are in college both of us Mm -hmm. are still in college um what do you plan to do? Do you plan to go into like musical, like doing theater or do you plan to do like movies? What do you plan to do with your degree? You know, that's a great question. 
whining, but <laughs> no, I don't. This is a question. I so my program, I believe, does a showcase in New York your senior year. Um, so like casting agents and um, you know managers can come and watch and if they like you they'll be like hey sign for me sign for my with my organization um so I'll do that but I I used to really want to do Broadway I still really do I would love to do Broadway um but actually over quarantine um so my program is three years two summers and our summer program this year was all online obviously and during that we did a camera work class um, and I fell in love with screen acting. Um, you can really tell in my content too, before I took that class and then after I took that class. Um, so I would, I would, I would love to do screen work. I mean, I would do a Hyundai commercial, honestly. Like I just love. I mean, yeah, you do kind of do it now. Like you're on TikTok, you do do a right, lot of like, right screen work and especially with like the fair under the mountain stuff you started like you really saw like the progression in like I've done I've seen it I've seen the progression and like the amount of effort that you put into your videos how great question <laughs> like great where question. do you find the time to do this do you even sleep is my question like you know what I do which is crazy because I didn't when I was doing the summer program um classes started at 10 a.m and went until like 4 p.m. So I would be in class all day, I would eat, and then I'd film till like 1 or 2 a.m., and then I'd go to bed and wake up and do it the next day. Um, so that was, I mean, that was when I was like going at it, like burning the, the candle at both ends. Yeah. But now that I'm at school, um, I, I don't know if you guys read Akadad, but I took a week break off Akadad so I could get settled. <laughs> Maggie said, oh, say less. Oh, so, um, I might have stopped reading because I've been waiting for you to like have like finish it and so that I can just binge read it. Oh, that's smart. Because I was reading it like once a week and I was like, okay, Beth, I can't do this. I have to wait until you finish it because I was so invested in it that I was like, I'm torturing myself by waiting like a week between like, I'll do it for TV shows, but not for Akadad. No. No, you are so sweet that yeah that was really like that became something I did not expect it to become <laughs> it's that came, came crazy I mean it's it's really interesting because your writing style is so similar to hers that it felt mm. like it felt like a court of basically how I imagined a court of silver flames would go Ooh, um yeah. leads into my next question <laughs> Um, your predictions for a court of silver flames. Okay, listen, I'm simmering with anger because I hate the new teaser. I hate it so much. Oh, I hate it. And if I say too many opinions, people are going to come for me like they did when I was talking about the cover. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, okay, here are my predictions. Um, Nesta and Cassie are going to end up together. That's already confirmed. Um, yeah. They're gonna do the deed. Um, it's but here's a, multiple times. Right. Here's another prediction I have, though. I think, and this is the direction I was gonna go with Akadad, but then I changed it. I think Nesta is going to sleep with people in order to gain things. You know what I mean? 
So I think that whole heiress scene, I think she's going to sleep with him to get him to do something or to gain some kind of knowledge or, or something like that. Like I, that's kind of, I don't know. I just somehow think that that's going to happen, which I don't know how I'd feel about it. Cause I mean like power to you girl, like if you got it, use it, you know what I mean? Um, but that would also just piss Cassian off, like <laughs> unbelievable levels, so, which will uh, lead to lots of lots of angst, which oh, will yeah. make us all very happy. <laughs> I think well, I think you were talking about it, and you were talking about how, like, I think you said something. This is a while back ago. I'm trying to remember. No, you're good. <laughs> you I thought talking... you were such a stan, and you don't okay. remember. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, my queen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think the title should just be Maggie simping for an hour and a half. <laughs> One hour of Maggie simping. I love yeah, it. Yeah. So, it. um, you were talking about how like this is gonna be like Sarah J. Moss's most sexually explicit mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. and I think you were talking something about like why is like Nessa's book. You, I think you were talking something. You had some viewpoint about like why would Nesta's because Nesta has been through like a lot of trauma and stuff when it comes to like sexual stuff so how do you feel mm-hmm. that like Nesta's book is going to be the most sexual do you think that's, yeah. that's what helps you think that she's going to use yes papers? right yes it is um and quite frankly let me be frank with you all since we're friends it, it really it really really irks me to my core that the sexual assault survivors book is the sexiest book like that 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 just really not is just that makes me just very angry yeah (laughs) um but also I feel like like I get it you know yeah I guess I I mean I get it um and I also feel like Asriel's book is gonna be spicier because he's Asriel (laughs) so um (laughs) Yeah, but I just, I mean, I wish that that wasn't all she was. Like, I feel like that's, like, Sarah's sneak peeks, you know, have all been with very sexual undertones. And it it makes, it leads me to believe that that book, that the book is going to be very, very heavily, like, not about healing sexually, just about sex, you know? Yeah. Which are two different things. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, uh, we were kind of talking about with Melissa and stuff like how we see in Aquafas mm-hmm. right this time. Um, yes, <laughs> power to be. I, I like had to think about it. I like paused. I was like Aquafas. Aquafas. <laughs> um, like we see that Nesta does have a lot of sex, and like we kind of talked about how like it feels like she's taking her body back with like this like empowering yeah. kind of thing where oh, she. Yeah. And, like, the fact that, like, Cassie and everybody else shames her for that. Oh! We talked about this. So I wanted to get your point of view on Cassian and Nesta's relationship. Because, Melissa, we were talking about it, and we were like, Cassian treats Nesta like a side hoe. That's what I, like, that's what we were saying is, like, in the whole podcast, Melissa and I were, like, he doesn't treat her like he wants to be with her. Mm. Mm. What is your take on the relationship? Um let people have sex if they want to have sex yeah <laughs> that's my take on it but no I, I I completely agree like I think and this is I'm gonna say this and people will be like oh well it's because he's fae 
that doesn't that doesn't excuse inappropriate behavior and he treats her very much like property um that's a reoccurring theme with sarah j mass and the males in her book is they treat the women like property and cassian's no different um and i think that is probably another reason why Nesta is having so much sex is because she's like, I'm not your property. Look, I can do all of this with all of these people and you can't do anything about it because you don't own me, Um, which I really respect. (laughs) Like, um, so I definitely feel like that's also like adding to that. Um, And I I honestly don't think she's doing it to piss him off. I think she's doing it because she's finally in a place where she can use her body for what she wants to use her body for. Um, yeah, but I, I, I hope that Cassie and Anessa's relationship will be different than like Reese and Feyre's or like, um, or re- like Rowan and Aelin's. Like they're obviously wonderful and we love them, but they're so possessive and materialistic of each other like you're both living beings you know you don't like the whole romantic idea of you belong to me it just makes me uncomfortable like no I don't actually I mean okay okay if Rowan if Rowan daddy Rowan you belong to me I'd say okay you're right but (laughs) or Asriel if Asriel said you belong to me um I think my underwear would be taken away. It's gone. It's done. It's, just, it's gone. Mean, right. Where's my leech? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, however, 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 for some reason with Reese, it's just weirder. I don't know what it is. Well, that's not true. I do know what it is that makes it different with him, but. <laughs> yeah. Reese is a very. I'm wearing Reese's earrings right now from uh, Starlight Designs. They're like little. Wait, bat- let me see them. Oh, cute! They're like purple. Oh, bat- those are so cute. So I have. Adderall. I'm wearing. I'm wearing my Witchling shirt. Yes, I saw that. I was Repping so brand. Yes. Um, I I I I have a a guitar <laughs> t-shainer. Yeah. Does that that is so cute. <laughs> We kind of all have like a little bit of Sarah J. Moss today. I didn't, I didn't have anything on me, but I had something that was drinking. Hey, that counts. That counts. It does. It does. You're uh, ingesting it. You're at a whole nother yeah. level than us. <laughs> so kind of talking about like Reese and like the idea of mm-hmm. Reese is not a feminist. Mm-hmm. Like you look at him, really. He's not a feminist. You don't even have to look that hard. Yeah, you don't You can really. just look at him for one second and yeah. you can know it. He's got a shirt on that says, I am not a feminist. <laughs> like, a neon sign, it's flashing. Like, <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, this happens. No, Grace, you would have added a question before I figured out what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> get in there quickly. <laughs> Let's see. Um, like, everybody knows, I guess, because uh, I talk about him all the time. I do love Cassian a lot um he's my type big time but but, you know it's something different when you're like talking about these characters that you love a lot do but then acknowledging where their faults lie Mm -hmm. is a big part of being a fan of something because there is nothing out there that is going to be 100% like perfect there has not been a single book that has come out that is like completely unproblematic where the author is on point where the characters are like completely perfect 
nothing like that. And then it kind of goes to show like when people have different opinions on books and then we get that backlash and the, well, whose side are you on? Are you on this side or on that side? Like you kind of talked about it a little bit with like your backlash with Feyre and then probably like some Nesta hate comments too. And though we've talked about it a little bit on other episodes on the podcast, I would like to know your thoughts on like, what is the best way to approach someone who is on that opposing side mentality of a mm. Wow, great question. <laughs> um, let me preface it by saying, I don't know the right answer. You know, I mean, I mean, right. I, I don't know if there is a right answer. Um, I would just go about it, you know, like you said, acknowledging that both sides have their you know, they're golden and they have their blackness, you know, both sides, like for, let's just use Reese. Obviously he like literally was sexually abusive to Feyre. However, I don't know what his golden is, but I'm sure he has one. I'm sure he has a golden. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. His, I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> Somebody's going to take that clip and just post it and everyone's going to come for me. Um, so Reese is that, but Reese is also incredibly attentive and attuned to Ferris feelings. So um, acknowledging that both sides are both sides are both, you know, both good and bad. Um, and then also coming from a place of knowledge instead of like attack. Like um, if people come for Nesta on like a Nesta video. Um, if they're coming from a place of being like, I want to know your opinion. I want to know more. Like, why do you think that way? I'll respond and I'll be like, yeah, this is why I think that way. But I also acknowledge that Nesta's done this and this and this that are incredibly problematic. Um, but if they're like, Nesta's trash or like Nesta was a horrible sister. I'm like, that is not coming from a place that you actually want to know more. You just wanted to say that and now it's off your chest and we can move on, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's what, that's what I would say is coming from Do you feel better now? right you know I that? know do you want me to make you a cup okay. of tea real quick you feel I feel like you need one you need one you want a teddy bear I'll get you one I, yeah we talked about that a little bit with Alyssa and the fact that like a lot of people say that oh she's like a really bad sister but I was like mm -hmm. I have been such a terrible sister if we're gonna like say that like she's a bad sister like I'm like the worst sister in existence well right and here's something interesting people say she's a bad sister People who say she's a bad sister are only considering Ferris' side of the story. She was a fantastic sister for Elaine. I mean, she was like Elaine's butler, her caretaker. She tucked her in, she made her food. I mean, so for Elaine, she was a great sister. Now for Feyre, obviously she was not the best sister, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's the other thing is acknowledging perspective and bias like we were talking about you know I feel like a lot of people because the story is told from Feyre's perspective forget that Feyre herself is biased um which is why I don't really love first person books because they're biased toward you know the MC um yeah 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 yeah. yeah, great answer. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. That's why we're all very excited for Nesta's book is because we okay. get to see. I want. I want to see because like we've seen Feyre's character arc, we've seen Reese's character arc, but we have not seen Nesta, and I feel like that's where a lot of like the Nesta haters 
really come like their arguments are really not on solid ground because we have not seen her side of the story and if you can forgive yeah. reese and Feyre for like all the problematic stuff that they've done you can't judge nesta yet like we she we she's not given her side of the story like you have not seen like anything really substantial about nesta right maybe like what 100 pages on her really literally literally well and pro i mean i would say this is gonna be a little controversial but i would say <laughs> she has had the biggest character journey in the smallest amount of pages in the Akatar universe because yeah. we've seen her go from like snobby sister to you know uh snobby sister and then she she's the sole owner and caretaker of their manor and then she has to put everything back together after manor is burned down and then she's a new species and i mean like all of these things happen to her and she goes from this and then in akawar that moment with cassian and we're like oh my god she's a good person like she's gonna lay down her life and be with cassian and that's gonna be great that for me is such like a like map like a like what's the word I'm looking for landmark moment in her character journey um and then she goes all the way 180 to self-isolation so she went from the beginning of the series going out of her way to attack people um and then she finishes the series by not even wanting to be by people i mean like that's such a big big journey you know that's that's one of my problems with cassian is because i feel like he had a very crucial role in her um going back into herself is we see that because in Akko at the end of Akko War and stuff where she's like she puts her life out on the line for this man and then he walks away with his friends and we like he he treats her like a side hoe he treats her like a side hoe where he doesn't really want to be with her he doesn't show his friends that he wants to be with her and the whole situation with more is just like needs to be just dealt with and talked about. I feel like the main thing in like Sarah J. Moss's characters is you just need to talk. Communication, everybody <laughs> lacks communication like, in we, Sarah J. Moss. Can we have a group chat? Like, we need to go to yes. group therapy. <laughs> they just all need to like, I just, I want, there should be a YouTube video of Sarah J. Moss characters going to group therapy. Like I need to see that. Oh my God, yeah. Beth, are you gonna yes, do you that? Can you that happen? Please. Catch me starting a collab. Yeah, <laughs> like I think, like, I just think they all need therapy. But that's, like, every morally gray character needs therapy. <laughs> Period. And the problem with making a book series where every character is morally gray is that's the normal, and nobody's morally gray, and it's not exciting. <laughs> you know? Which is Sarah J. Mass's books. Everyone's, yeah. except more. More is not morally gray. Yeah. She's just amazing. And Dorian. <laughs> Dorian. And Dorian. And Dorian. Dorian? Listen, I I have a problem where I don't see faults in character. Like, I don't know what's, like, what is Moore's fault? Like, what what did she do wrong? Like, she's never done anything wrong. No, she hasn't. <laughs> what has she done wrong? You know what I mean? I, I People try to blame her. I'm sorry, I totally just interrupted you. No, 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 um, I was disagreeing with you. But how would they blame Moore? For what? Well, because Wait. they try to blame her for stringing Asriel along. Which is not true because she straight up told him, she said, I don't like you. I don't want to be with you. And he's the one who didn't accept that. She did not string him along at all. She told him black and white, no, get, get your, get your darkness, get your shadows and get out of here. I'll take them. He said, <laughs> she said, okay. Oh yeah. I, I also find that so interesting that like, we see like Cassian is this very like sexually out there character where he 
he he takes pride in his sexuality whereas as the kinkiest person it's always the kinkiest are the quietest the quietest are always the kinkiest but i i also noticed that pete grace being quiet during this podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah grace i'm calling you out (laughs) whoa uh i'm not the one that simps over Azrael, so that's true that's true she got you there okay (laughs) (laughs) you know what um I forgot what I was gonna say because that, I just that's thought... not to say that you know that's not to say that I'm not but you know <laughs> right let's own up to it you know what I mean this is a safe space <laughs> yeah, this is a safe we all are just pride our sexuality here um, but I noticed that like as well Sarah says that as has had lovers and like he's mm-hmm. had a lot he just doesn't talk about them so like mm-hmm. I want to see like I want to know if from Az's perspective, because we all think that Az is like this lovesick fool who can't get over more. I have a feeling that that's not the not that's not true. I think personally, Az thinks more like or something with like he's protecting more, and he's not really like coming from like a place of love, more protection. Mm. Uh, because I just think that because I stand him. Um, you just think that because you want to be with him. Okay, you know what? You don't need to call me out like that. <laughs> but I, because I've noticed this with Sarah J. Moss's characters is like, you think, like for, we get one perspective and then it completely 180s once we get the other person's perspective because it's mm-hmm. always perceived wrong. So like with Nesta, mm-hmm. how, we, how we've gotten her in the books is going to be totally wrong. How, how we got Reese in the first book, totally wrong so I think when it comes to more yeah he liked her for a time but I feel like after like how many how many years 200 years it's been like I think it was five 500 it years five, five. yeah I think well, have they known more for 500 years or like two to 300 years they're like uh-huh. us not no knowing it's been less it's like <laughs> I think it was five. I think it was five. I think. I think. Well, they're like, they're like five hundred something, and she was fairly young. Right. She was just. They were wee babies. Right. Yeah. I think they're like five hundred and thirty-two or something like that. I think. I think that's the exact (laughs) Cassian is like five hundred thirties, as is right under that. And Reese is the baby out of that. Yeah. Yeah, but somehow he's the most powerful, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, after knowing more for so, I think more has, more is like 300 something years old, I think. Mm-hmm. But they haven't known her for her whole life. Like, I don't think they've, like, at, that Cassian and Az have, maybe Reese has, because she did grow up in the Court of Nightmares. Um, so I think he's had couple decades to get over her because mm. i'm sorry after a couple decades if a guy was centuries <laughs> yeah a yes, centuries, centuries girl that's what it is i was thinking well how long have they actually known her that's my okay i have the i have the ages azrael is 538 and more is 536 and her birthday oh. is actually november 15th which is two days from my birthday which is kind of crazy. she's a scorpio <gasps> of course she's a scorpio are you you're a scorpio aren't you <laughs> i'm a scorpio i what I, are you guys I was gonna ask you that when you were talking. I was like, "You're a Scorpio, aren't you?" <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. What are you guys? An Aquarius. I'm a Taurus. A Taurus. 
I love Tori, Tauruses. Taurus, Taurus I, I don't know. Taurus I. Also, we're in the age of Aquarius. My so birthday's in less Yes, than a you week. do. I love that for you. Or no, it's in a week. That's what it is. It is Your birthday's in a week? Yes, the big two zero. Happy early birthday. What? That's so exciting. When you turn 20, you lose hearing in your left ear. So have oh, that to look forward to. Trust me. I have like, I, I think I'm losing my mind too. I've lost an AirPod. I've been in my dorm room for like, le- like 24 hours. I've already lost an AirPod. Is it the left your room? <laughs> it's in my room. <laughs> and I've lost it in my room. What did I tell you? <laughs> it's my good AirPod too. I have two. I'm so have like sorry. Two- and it's the, my bad one, like, it's just done. <laughs> so I, yeah. just, no. I just flip it around and put it in my other ear so it works. <laughs> Girl, just get new AirPods. You know what? I actually have a pair that were, like, $15. They're not AirPods. They're, like, I don't even know where they are. The, like, off-brand AirPods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they actually work really well, so. Yeah. I, th- I thought about that. Because, like, I don't want to get the pros because I don't like those kind. They yeah, don't fit yeah. in my ear, so. Yeah. I'm not getting those. Well, and Apple is really expensive unnecessarily, so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, but I do have like a bunch of Apple products because I have like saved up. Like I, I work. Yeah. Um, so I do save up. So I was like, okay, I could wait a couple paychecks and get new AirPods mm-hmm. if I was in dire need of them. Um, right. Well, it sounds like you might be in dire need. <laughs> Grace is like, uh-huh. <laughs> I like got called out by my roommate today because I had it in and she's like, She's like sitting at her desk over here. She's like looking at me. She's like, what is in your ear? Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's like upside, upside down, down and backwards. <laughs> and you're like, this is fine. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Like I've looked everywhere. I've looked everywhere in my room. I even asked my sweet mates to like keep an eye out for it. <laughs> Everybody look for one single AirPod. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> it's the right one. <laughs> yeah. Like they had their, uh, my roommate and her boyfriend had like sexy time last night. So I went into the other room and I like, I like opened my AirPod thing and I didn't see it. And I was like, <laughs> maybe he took it before he left. <laughs> maybe he's a thief. Maybe. Well, what if he thought it was hers? And he's just like, oh, if you want your AirPod back, you got to come and see me. She's over there right now. Men play games like that. Men play games like that. They do. They do. Why you don't date men? Yes. <laughs> Easy solution. <laughs> no I yeah I definitely I'm really excited for because we have a book club and we're doing a court of silver flames for our book club I'm not waiting two weeks to read this thing um (laughs) I'm getting it and I'm reading it like yeah I'm gonna do it all in one night I'm gonna try to do it all in one night and and you kind of have to because like this is such the like overhyped book and like you know people are gonna want to talk about it immediately so if you're not reading it that day or the second day of no matter how like that's why before like these major books come out i have to do like keep in mind do not talk about this book for at mm. least a month like it was mm. for like you know avengers endgame like mm-hmm. nobody talked about the ending for a month and then after that you were clear to talk about it this exactly like- yes so i'm implementing that into book talk do not talk about this book until- i i'm gonna adopt that philosophy too that's a good philosophy and i'm scared because like because people identify me with Nessa right there. And I identify with Nessa. So, like, I don't want to say. Cosplay is the next night. 
You got to get on that cosplay. That's what I'm saying is people are going to expect me to just like dish out the content like the next second. Like it releases and they're going to be refreshing my page. The next why can't you read that fast? I'm sure I know, exactly. I'm going to have to just like, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm going to have to Spencer read it and just like, <laughs> like, I don't even know. I don't even know how I'm going to do it. I haven't even ordered the damn thing yet. <laughs> so I don't even I mean, you could just go sit in Barnes and Noble for nine yeah, hours and I read could. it. Well, and I, I, I think I'm kind of a fast reader, so I could just order a Starbies and just sit in a Barnes and Noble and read it. Do it, do it. No. But I like to have, I like to have a physical copy, so yeah, I'll yeah. buy one. Grace has like three physical. She's getting like three copies. Two, two. Okay. For why? Okay, so you okay. You can send me one. No. <laughs> so, uh, because I have to have both ending things because I really like diving into books and I really like mm. breaking apart them and of course because I don't want everybody else to have to buy the extra so I'm just like which part do you need I got you let me send you the screen oh that is so this. nice what? Here you go. that's what so. she's gonna do a kind human being that's yeah, smart I'm definitely the big one I'm just like don't buy the special editions I got you don't worry yeah. don't buy the have you read um wings and embers oh, the, yeah. the target yeah whoever posted that is my God favorite literally God so i'm really glad i did not have to go out to target and buy that yeah a great I also think, oh continue no all i was just gonna say it's also such like a money grab thing like she knows people are gonna buy two copies because they want both you know so i just i listen i love your writing but just give us the whole book <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean Come on, no. on, that's it. Send um, it. No. She's like, I'll sign this copy. You get my second born child if you buy this copy and you get my left kidney if you buy this copy or you can buy all of them. Oh my God. I don't know, no. Collect all the pieces of me. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. That's well, why. And then if you that. collect all the pieces and you put yep. them together like a puzzle, it's a bonus story. Like <laughs> it would never end. Oh my gosh. Like that's what I'm telling people as soon as like they tell me like, okay, I'm going to pre-order. I'm just like, just get the regular one. I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. Cause like, mm. ugh, yes. we don't need too many yes. people buying the copies. I'm yes. like, I, I took the hit. I took the hit. Take it from me. <laughs> I took the hit. I did it. I went to war for you guys. Come on. I mean, I get 40% off at Barnes and Noble. So I'll be, I think I'm okay with like, yeah, I think I'm okay with my employee discount. I'm okay. That's nice though. That's really nice. Maybe I need to work at Barnes and Noble. Um, like all of these books. <laughs> I didn't realize the discount was so much. That's a lot. Shoot. It's, it's, it's big. It takes off a chunk because, like, you know. Yeah. I, books I, are I, expensive. I chose the most expensive hobby is books and cosplaying. Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> I did. God. No, no it, it's uh, for because, like, Grace right now is starting Air of Fire soon. Um, she has <laughs> not read Throne of Glass, right? Stop. Yeah. It's right there. Oh, it's so good. That's my favorite book, actually. And see, like, <laughs> like, look, okay, like, I knew that I had to read this. Like, look at her. Put Beautiful. that away. Put that away. What is wrong with you? Uh, th th that's not even the worst one that she has. That's not even the worst one. <laughs> Stop. Stop. You are exposing yourself right now. I made a full TikTok on it. I, I've already exposed myself. Hey, but I love that for you. You're owning it. You're like, yes, I would like to marry this man. What about oh it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, but he probably he smells good. His candle's really good. Oh yeah, he smells amazing. Yeah, I've like he takes he. Yes, yes. He's the kind of guy who like 
showers twice a day. You know, yes. what I mean? morning and night. Yes. Yeah. The eye he shower twice a day. Good hygiene. Period. Good hy- Period. He yeah. washes his butt. He washes his butt. <laughs> yes. No, um, yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited. She just finished Assassin's Blade and she was like crying. It was so funny. Like, I haven't read it yet. Because I know I'm going to get okay. my heart broken, so I don't want to read it. Because it's going to hurt my feelings. It's Grace is going to start okay. crying because of it. <laughs> It's it's fine. I had her read it before she read Air of Fire because I feel like if you read it before you read Air of Fire, Air of Fire is way more impactful Mm -hmm. when it comes to like the relationship that Rowan and Aelin develop in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my thing right now though, like trying to avoid spoilers. Spoilers. I know. I'm just trying to really keep my mouth shut because from air, no, air of fire, air of fire to the end of the series is like the best, the best. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sequence of of novels I've ever read. Yeah, like it's the best. Air of fire, air of fire, empire. No, air of fire, queen of shadows, empire of storms, and then kingdom of ash are the best quadrilogy ever. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they're so yeah. good. No, I feel the story doesn't really start until you get to air of fire. I yes! always like like Assassin's Blade, Throne of Glass, and Crown of Midnight, they're good, but mm-hmm. the story doesn't start until you get to Air of Fire. And you can tell because they're like thick boys. Air of Fire, the rest, thick boys. It's huge. It's huge. Like well, I, I I got it from the library and I was just like, oh my gosh, like this yeah. is not yeah. it keeps getting bigger. Yeah, it doesn't get better. <laughs> I mean, it just gets worse. Sarah, you know, I heard Sarah um doesn't edit her books like she hires an outside editor so she's not required to take their edits so she really can just keep writing and just like not stop writing ever I mean like she doesn't have to make the book shorter because she doesn't accept the edits so she can just write to her heart's content and then you have a thousand page book and and we buy it and we read it because we're bad people (laughs) read it in a day of course like period yeah um Crescent City 2 so we were talking about this crescent city too i forgot who it was she was on live with um i forgot her name um but they were talking about a threesome in crescent city too steph with steph yeah with who 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 do you think it could be varian that's what we said Yes. Okay. Stop it. That would be, yeah, that would be nice. That'd be really fun. I'd like that a lot, actually. <laughs> that was actually I would, I, oh my gosh. That was actually brought up in the, in that live. Like how does he, you know, you know. How well, he, he has two forms. You know, he has like, a human form and then a, like a merman form, which I, listen, when I first heard there were going to be mermaids in this, I was like, yeah, okay, that's a little sus. But then they made the mermaid the hottest character. So, you know, I'm not mad. Fan art for him, man. And the fact that the fact that he calls Bryce legs makes me so happy because I have really long legs. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> what what about it? What's up? <laughs> I mean, you're Bryce Quinlan. Oh my god. Plays. Thank you. I love doing Bryce. She's so fun. I feel She's like. So fun. Because mm. I like have watched your lives and stuff, I feel like she compliments your personality. Oh yeah, yeah. She really, she really brings out my wild side. It's really interesting because like each cosplay, like 
has a personality of its own. Like when I'm in Manan, I'm like shorter and snippier. And when I'm in Nesta, I'm more cool. Like, I don't know what it is, but just being in the costume just changes me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when I'm in Bryce, I mean, like, I really am like, I'm cracked out. I mean, like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. My poor mother who has, uh, my dad obviously lived with us too, but um, me and my mom moved to South Dakota individually. And then my dad joined us after he got out of his job in Iowa and got a job um, in South Dakota. And my poor mom, when it was just me and her, I mean, like she would have to deal with me like walking around the house like in full garb and like talking to myself, like, She's withstood a lot. She's withstood a lot. <laughs> How does she deal with like your accents and stuff? Does she like hear you through the walls talking? Because you're Manon, you mm. beautiful voice for Manon. Thank um, you so much. Thank I'm, you. I love it so much. Um, <laughs> she's making it blush. The bisexual no, I'm sorry, I'm is sorry, just sorry. like, ah, I can't function right now. <laughs> I don't know how to process this. But how, like, my question is, how did you come up with her voice? Because, like, you've it's probably yeah. had, like, voice acting lessons and stuff. But how did you decide how she was going to talk? Like, did you use, like, the audiobooks or something? Or Well, I, I've actually never had voice acting lessons. That is something I would love to do. I would love to do voice acting. That would be so much fun. But I, unfortunately, never had that opportunity. Um, I feel like my mom would have been a little better if I had that opportunity. But, um... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just kind of always imagined her and Aelin and Elide are both, are all British to me in the Sarah J. Mass universe. Um, I don't know why, they just are. <laughs> um, okay. And I kind of, um, I kind of developed my British accent, um, I don't know, by trial and error. I um, used to sit on the bus next to this boy in uh, elementary school. And we would always be like, my British accent's better than yours. And he'd be like, no, it wasn't. And so that's how I kind of got a British accent. But for her specifically, because she's never had to raise her voice at people because people just listen to her. So her voice would be quieter. And um, I usually talk like right here-ish, but her voice pitches lower for me. Um, again, because of the power that she holds and she doesn't need to. And then you put the British accent on and then you have Manon. So I don't know. It's just kind of yeah. <laughs> Maggie. <laughs> Done. Just kind of building blocks of you know going off of her personality and how she was raised and yeah. So I I never real I never when you said that like that she's never had to raise her voice at anyone. Mm -hmm. That is like such a specific detail that I never thought about. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna spoil anything for Grace. Um, but she she definitely has never had to like. And that's yeah. why I do appreciate your cosplays is because like you do think about like those in-depth like how you, you would pitch her voice because she doesn't have to raise her voice. She, right. um, she commands power just because that's who she is and she doesn't mm -hmm. need, she doesn't need to like raise it. I never right. thought about that. That's just like mm. a new revelation to me right now. <laughs> I'm like well, starstruck. I know it's kind of interesting because like I obviously I feel like I definitely have a leg up acting wise obviously because I'm in school for it yeah. um so I have a lot of experience like really deep diving into characters psyches and you know who they are and their intricacies um so I mean yeah it's, I mean things like that like for Bryce 
um, like she's a party girl. So she's used to being very loud. So her voice is going to be louder. Um, and also because it's louder, it's probably going to pitch a little higher. And then Bryce talks like this, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah, I guess it's just kind of taking aspects of their personalities and mm. making a voice for it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I so, think but that's, that's just something basis. I've always had to do. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely got the basis for voice acting because I feel like all of that thought process goes into how they do the voices. So I think you're, right. you're on the track. I would love to do that so much. Like I watch a lot of anime. Oh yeah. I, yes, I do. I watch a lot of anime and sometimes I'll, I'll like, I, I don't li usually listen to the dub. Like I usually listen to it in the, the native language and then read the subtitles. But sometimes if I sometimes I'll like do my own voice for them like what I think they would sound like in English and then I'll listen to the English version and see how close I was <laughs> it's, so it's, fun. it's fun I've seen a couple of voice actors on TikTok I don't know how I Ooh. got there but I got there and like they <laughs> talk about how they do certain voices like how they mm -hmm. do I, I saw one video it was like a out of the blue video and she was mm -hmm. talking about how she did like a little a boy's voice and how like she would like drag her like chin forward and she would uh, like talk to voice like this and then pitch it up and do all these things and how like a gravel in the back of your throat yeah <laughs> yes Girl, saw that video too and i was just like oh my gosh that's so the people can do that and i'm like no i know i know well and too like i saw a uh, one that was like a voice actor and she was like i have a voice actor and these are all the characters that i played I'm sure you saw one of those. And I mean, like she could, I mean, it was just like nothing to her. And I'm like, you sound like, I mean, that's the point. Like you're supposed to sound like different people, but it was crazy. I was very impressed. It was very impressed. Oh yeah. It'll be fun for you for sure. Yeah. I know it's exciting. <laughs> I mean, like, do you want to like start reading some of like Manon's POVs? <laughs> like just do a TikTok. People have asked me for that. For, people have been like, can you make the audiobook? I will listen to it. And I was like, I don't even know how to do that. You've read, I don't remember, I think it was Aelin's. You mm -hmm. did uh, that one. You did. Yeah. She was know. Selena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then you did the phone call with Bryce. Yeah. Oh, that oh, broke oh, my heart. That one was amazing. <sighs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It I was, that cry. one was, that one took like an emotional toll on me. <laughs> like, doing that one was really difficult just because that was such a moment for me, like when I read the book. That was such like a oh my god like this is literally her saying goodbye and she's gonna go sacrifice herself so that i mean that was oh chills i have chills on my body I, um i get yeah. that too when you read a book and you're like you get the chills and you're like this shouldn't be happening <laughs> for me that moment in crown of midnight when um selena is on the horse running from kale to the castle to see if nehemiah is alive that was that moment for me in crown of midnight yeah. yeah I was like she's really outrunning him and he's on a horse like she's going for it how did you say her name Selena or Nehemiah I say Nehemiah, Nehemiah. I've never wrong? heard it like that how do you say it Nehemiah I say Nehemiah oh Nehemiah that's probably right I'm probably wrong no probably. you're right no, you're right that sounds good yeah I like it like that too <laughs> well it's so interesting oh. that happens like I pronounce um you haven't met her yet. Well, you've met her in um, uh, Assassin's Blade. You met her in Assassin's Blade, um, Yurine. Oh, some people say Yurine. Some people say Yerini. Like I say, how do you Irene. say it? Irene. Irene. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I just, I'm wrong. I'm usually wrong. I don't say urine because it sounds like urine and I don't want to disrespect her like that. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, I never thought about it like that before. <laughs> well, because like um, a couple of Hispanics have that name and they say- Oh, I didn't know that, yeah. Yeah, so Irene, the Y, it's just an I. Oh, that's so, so that's interesting. When I read it. Right, right, right. So the well, same, like a couple of other names, I mm -hmm. read it how I would in Spanish and then it goes. Right, oh, that's so smart. I, I, I wish I knew enough about, not just Spanish specifically, but like other languages to be able to do that. You know what I mean? To like see a name and be like, oh, this is how this would be worded, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. unfortunately I, I do not. Big, big thing with that too. Cause like he was like, uh, he went to USC for English Lit mm -hmm. and he is like really big on reading and like cognitive thinking and breaking down words and that like Latin mm -hmm. root of a word and everything so he really dove that into me like see how words could sign sound together like on like view and yeah. so that helps with that plus like mm -hmm. the Hispanic and the Latin right right yeah but it's interesting how many people pronounce so many different things so yes. differently. Yes. I love that though. Yes. I did a video um, where I, I don't even remember what the video was about, but I said a bunch of different names and all of the comments were like, how did you pronounce that? You pronounce that so weird. Um, and then I was also going to say Jude from Cruel Prince. I don't know if you've read Cruel Prince or not. Yeah, we all, we, yeah. We're her, her last name is also a Hispanic last name, isn't it? Yeah. Duarte. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah, and that, I just thought that was really, because I see her, here's so many people pronounce it like Duarte. And yeah. Like, that sounds kind of clunky. It's <laughs> like you sound white saying that. Duarte, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the English way to say it, you know? Right. When you have a, when you go to school with a bunch of different mixes, you hear a, a, a bunch of different ways to say right. things. Right. And so I was used to people saying Jude Duarte, but in my head, I would say Duarte because, you know, mm. that, that's how it is. Right, 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 right. <laughs> It's funny to me because like I, I went to high school. I went to high school in Koreatown here in Los Angeles. So mm -hmm. we had a big mix of like Koreans and yeah, um, Central Americans plus. So we had a huge mix of people. Yeah. So every name you were able to learn how to say different things in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like and, you know, like Koreans, they have like an American name and like mm -hmm our friends we would just be like no just tell us your, your name like we want your name we don't want your oh, right name. Your <laughs> name. what is your name yeah <laughs> and so like it, it was like a really cool thing for us to do and I feel like if, if people and that's my thing of like people being close-minded about like other races and things like that it just kind of irks me because it's like it's not that hard it's not but, that really literally. <laughs> it's not hard and so like that's like my thing I, like I'm so happy that I'm able to think that way about right. people Mm -hmm. I'm just like, man, if only everybody else could see this. I'm like, you guys no, would be yes. Right, right. And, and and I also hate how like in 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 books, they're never like this person is black or this person is Hispanic. They're like, he is tan or like she is dark. It's like that's not representation. Like that's that's cheating on the test. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like sometimes yeah. it's really hard, especially like with fantasy books because like yeah it is hard like I, we were talking about it from from blood and ash um 
a lot of the POC characters get whitewashed. Uh, mm-hmm. Kiernan and Castile get whitewashed uh, a lot in fan art and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were like, how there? There's no way for an author to be like, oh, they're Hispanic, but Hispanic doesn't exist right. in the fantasy world. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like because JLA had to say herself, like they are POC people, and she had to like outline it for people. Like Poppy is not skinny. Kiernan mm-hmm. has yeah yeah white people well what I tried to do for Akadad is I tried to take aspects of that culture and bring them into the character so for um 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 uh Lori um she's Indian and so I I tried to give her like I, I did like obscene amounts of research and I tried to give her like uh like Indian garb so she's got like uh, like she wears her headdress sometimes and she has like the um like there's a name for it that I'm blanking Sorry. on right now yes thank you um yeah so I guess that that's the way that I do it I guess not being like this is the only way to do it right yeah. but right, just right. just a solution is that I found is trying to bring aspects of the culture that they're representing into the fantasy world um because I think even though it's fantasy, I mean, you you can't just say, oh, all I can do is say that they're tan. Yeah. I can't, there's no yeah. more I can do. Like, we've seen it with, like, <clears throat> I'm not going to say it. Never mind. That's a spoiler. Nope. I'm keeping it sacred. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You're doing <laughs> Maggie so said, F. <laughs> I spoiled books for people. That's my trait is spoiling books for people. I never spoil major plot points. Very small plot points. I have spoiled. Has, has she spoiled anything for you yet, Grace? <laughs> um, no, but it wasn't like a thing. It's okay. So we we have these weekly meetings because we're writing a book together. Fun, and, yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. We love it. And uh, she's just like, "What about if we do this like this?" And I'm like, "Like what? Like." like the, the book that we're reading right now together <laughs> and you read like, head on <laughs> yeah it was like this thing that um, very minor to, it was happening to one of the characters but it was very like passing by but it did lead to some major arguments with the, the main character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like mm-hmm. and she played it off like oh no it wasn't that but it was I was mixing up books she played it off and I was just like okay maybe maybe then when right. I that part i'm like you liar <laughs> you liar so bad but she believed it when i was like no 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 i'm sorry i'm getting so confused because i read books like in a day and i mm-hmm. read that book in it's it's a um it was from a kingdom of flesh and fire which is from blood and ash the second book mm-hmm. and i got it and i read it in a day because grace was taking like five days to read this book and i was like i'm not That's about so that in. so <laughs> like the normal amount of time yeah. to read a book <laughs> So we've established that Grace has to start reading at least three days before I read now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I had, and, and then I was reading like more books. So I was like, wait, no, maybe it's from her other book. Cause I was reading another one of her books, uh, the Covenant series that she's also written. And I was like, maybe it's from that series or no, is it this book? And I played it off really well. You have to commend it. I am taking acting this year. Um, so I can't wait. Literally, Carly, my roommate, was saying this. And my friend Jessica were in the car today. Where Jessica and I are taking acting together. And she's like, just follow Maggie and see what Maggie does. And I was like, I can't wait to be the star of my acting class. 
Beth, you would be proud of her. You're proud. I'm, I'm very excited. You better update me on what's happening because it's a lot of fun. That is, I've done that before too, though, where you're like, huh. it, I mean, if that were to happen in the book, yeah. like, I don't know what it does. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Well, and especially because that means that she was just so excited to share it with you. You know, exactly. oh. so I took it and I took it and she's like, but you have to keep reading because the next scenes are important. Yes, and I'm just like, I need, to, I, need that- to feel, I need to feel the betrayal of this moment. I, first. I need to be hurt for a minute. Let me be hurt <laughs> for like four hours. I was like texting her like, Grace, you need to read. You need to read. You need to see what happens. But she like was not texting me back. No. So mad. And I was like, Grace. <laughs> like because I'm the person where like I have to know what happens next like I can't sit there and wait like I will physically like I will stay up late at night thinking about a book because I need to know what happens next and then I'll just end up reading it to like 3 a.m and I'm like falling Big asleep mood, yeah. like flipping the pages you're like I can't sit. <laughs> you know what I do to stay awake when I read books late at night I act it out I will stand my ass up and I'll be like recent how dare you, you know what I, mean? Like, I mean like like that's how you do it and then it also gives you the opportunity to like really soak in what's happening right mm-hmm. you're like oh okay so I'm backed up against a wall and they have a knife to my throat you know what I mean like, like you gotta really go for it so um yep. that kind of goes the like you brought up Akatar again um when did you read Akatar like did you read it as they were coming out or did you read them all at once let me admit something to you I it has not even been a full calendar year since I read Akatar same yeah I read it in January of last year yeah yes yes thank you people are always like I'm sure thank you for not doing that um yeah I read them last I started reading them last year actually while I was at this school before I transferred um and I mean I read them all in like three weeks I got them in a like they all came at the same time and I read them all and then quarantine happened and I started and I was like let's just keep the ball rolling yeah I, I definitely stayed up till like 3 a.m. every night reading them and I told them I told everyone I could about them because I just thought they were so good (laughs) oh so like I read Throne of Glass in a week all 17 books girl I was staying up till like 5 a.m. reading these books and granted I was in online school while I was reading them right but like I I, no, I was, it was, no, I was not in online school. That was for other books. I was, that was for Akatar. I was doing school. No, yeah. that's wrong too. <laughs> other books. I'm getting, it was spring break last year is when I read Throne of Glass. I stayed up every single day because I had two weeks of spring break basically mm-hmm. because of coronavirus and stuff when it yeah. all started going down. So I had two weeks and I just sped through Throne of Glass because I read that first. Right. And mm-hmm. then I read Akatar and Crescent City. I read these all in like a week and a half that is insane that is insane did you do you have physical copies of the books yes yeah but after I all I read them all on my phone on an e-library 
So I was just like swiping the pages, like reading. I read at a really fast pace. Right. So I can mm-hmm. read like 75 to 80 pages an hour if I really get into the book. Girl, you are insane. So I. <laughs> Grace said, not me. You will like, not catch me dead. Like, <laughs> the end of Crescent City and the end of Kingdom of Ash. I was sitting. I say this all the time. I was sitting in my grandma's living room on my air mattress, blowing my tissues, crying my eyes out till like Period. 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up at 9 a.m. I have like the puffiest eyes. Do oh my, my online class, start reading at like 1 p.m. on to the mm-hmm. next. Crescent City was actually the first Sarah J. Mass book that I was like, that I had to wait for the release for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was the first one that I had to be like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that was kind of fascinating that that experience is something I hadn't had before. So that was pretty interesting. Well, because it released last year didn't it yeah it released last year like april i think oh it's really gonna bother me hold on let me find the exact date is it april or march i don't that's a great question it it came out i think in april february march april yeah oh sis is taking a long time to load let me pull up my on march 3rd 2020 I knew it was March because I read it in spring break. That's oh. how I knew it came out in March because my spring break was in March and I read it over spring break. Yeah. And the second one is supposed to come out this year. Apparently, Akatar mm-hmm. 5 also is supposed to come out this year too. Which He's I dropping two Akatar books in one year? I think it's a novella. That's insane. She's like, she's on crack. I swear to God. She just, I mean, she's a mom, right? But I swear to God, like all she does all day is just... I mean, like, I don't know how she, her fingers must be bionic. I mean, she just churns them out. You know what? I have a theory about that. I think she uses like the text to voice thing and she just says it and just lets it go on. That's she's how I read Akadad. Does that. Don't you think how weird that's going to be if she's like changing her son's diaper and then like asking, like saying out the sex scenes <laughs> for Court of Silver Flames and she's like changing, like she's like, oh, no. and she's like saying it and the kid's like, oh, no. what are you talking about? She's like, shh, 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 it's, okay. it's okay. Nothing, nothing. Well, her son is, I think her son is like two years old. Yeah. Yeah. So he would be none the wiser. I mean, you got to make the bank somehow. Well, and that means he, he knows what happens before we do. I hate thinking about that. Like her husband, her editors, her publishers, there are people who know what happens before I do. And I just cannot accept that. There are That's people who have cried before me. Period. <laughs> and I'm not okay with it. I, I know there's going to be like a lot of like, I have a feeling that there's going to be a big fight scene between Cass and Nesta where Nesta is going to like, because Cass left Cass left her behind and that's why Period. i think she did she did like go back into her shell and that's why we saw in um foss is because she that's Cass left her behind and i think he, he seriously like, did yeah like he literally acted like she was a side hoe the whole like the whole series yes just walked away from her she said let me lay down my life for you and he said that's cute i gotta go get mcdonald's with reach oh. like that's what my problem is with Cass is he leaves her behind. And so I think there's going to be a scene in Silver Flames where she's like yelling at him and she's like, you left me before I left you. Oh my gosh. And when she does, I'm a to be, yes, set that boy in check. 
check in well because yes okay i love cassian's character is like a frat boy like he's a frat boy that's what he is you know what i mean obviously he's more than that he's more complex he's like obviously but but like if we're gonna generalize he's a frat boy i mean obviously he's like a battle-hardened warrior he cares about whatever we get it he's a frat boy though you know so I, i feel like what he i also feel like he's never been like shut down except yeah. for nesta which is why he's like why he's like no no because he doesn't know how to deal with it yeah no i so. think it definitely irks him that she doesn't want him i don't like she pushes him away she's done with him like she's like she said no i'm done with you like you left me so i'm gonna leave you and i'm gonna go I'm gonna go fuck all these guys and I'm gonna heal myself without you. I don't need Mm. your help. Which is something that I really hope happens because part of the reason why I did not like Feyre is because, and this was really selfish of me. And after my reread, I realized that this was like really selfish and like not okay. But it also stems from like my own, like I said, asking for help is not something that I'm good at. And Feyre needed help to recover and to me that was like oh she has to rely on men like I don't like the day of relying with a man however she she couldn't have healed unless she asked for help um and that's I mean duh ask for help if you need help so that's something that after my reread that I was like big brain moment like <laughs> ask for help if you need help however I would love to see Nesta be able to put herself back together and not need Cassie and the frat boy to yeah, come in I, and try and help her. I think I want to see Nesta being able to take control of her own like future. That's what I was saying a lot is Nesta's whole life has been 180 from what she wanted to happen. And so her taking, I want to see her take that control back. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that she needs to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely think that it needs to be this is going to be one of the more realistic journeys because like we have all of these fantasy relationships like you know they get together and then you know that's it you know but this is going to be an actual realistic relationship where she needs to check that dude and yes realize damn I fucked up I need to go fix it while she's fixing herself and if it comes back which it is it comes back (laughs) and they're both fixed they're both fixed within themselves she Period. did not fix him. He did not fix her. They yes. are on their journey. And it's that whole thing of like, if you love it, it'll come back to you. But yeah. it won't come back to you the same. It'll come back to you differently with both sides growing, with both sides healed, with both sides with their own strengths ready to come forward and make a healthy partnership. That's yes. what we need. We need an, yes. a real healthy journey of this. Yeah. Uh, well, and I also think like, every fantasy relationship is like i'm broken oh angst 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 and then somebody comes along i'm also broken and then they're like we can be not broken together it's like okay exactly like you just said i want to see and i think this is going to be nesting cassian where they're like we're both so fucked up let's fix it and then do better you know so i i'm very excited and i think sarah sarah too said on a live stream that um that the book is a lot of emotional healing for Nesta, um, which was something I was terrified was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
but also emotional healing for Sarah J Mass can mean a different thing than what we want it to mean. So we'll see what happens, but so yeah. what happens if Nesta doesn't if Nessian doesn't happen? Do you think you'd boycott the rest of like the series if Nessian Well, listen, I don't have to worry about that because she already confirmed they were endgame. Exactly. But like and- if she does get with Eris, what would you think about that? Um, um let me let me get a couple words in there real quick real I know, you go you go you go um <laughs> so uh beth i do know that you very much do not like eris <laughs> i am open to possibilities as mm. i am with every one of these characters because as we have we can't of- i can't talk i'm sorry i have to go no, I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding as we've kind of like discussed that every one of these characters in this book are totally messed up but there is yeah. like certain lines that people do not come back from yeah and i definitely think that eris is on the side where he will never be like have a full arc where we'll love him Right. And I don't ever think that he will be with Nesta, but I do think that he is that kind of work in the shadows and I'm okay with being an asshole kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I know where things need to move in order to move forward. Right. So he's just like, I'm here in the, in the, I'm truly a dark character and I'll help out here and there because I know things need to come better. Mm-hmm. But that, that does not mean I'm going to come to the light. And I feel like right. he's one of those characters. Yeah. So that's why I don't think that he's, I'm, I'm open to the possibility of something happening with him mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a character, not right. with him, with anyone else. I don't think that's <laughs> right. going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, no, that's not it. Mm. But with anybody in these books, I never truly believe that they are completely lost, except for like, you know, flat black characters like Highburn and Baron, which mm-hmm. we know they're, that that's it. They're evil. But to me, that's all they are, right. Yeah, you know, to make a truly complex villain, they have to have both sides. Right, and yes. That's my viewpoint with him. Yeah. You may no, I, I, I will end up with Nessa, but I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think, like, for me, that line of, like, can't come back from, Ares passed that from what he did with Moore, for me. But I also can recognize like we were talking about they have their bad and their good he went behind his father's back to get the army to fight in the war um so like I can recognize like god I hate you but that was that was pretty 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 cool of you to do I guess you know right right so I I mean I don't think he's like secretly a good person (laughs) you know what I mean I don't think he's gonna be like a Reese where he's just like I'm actually nice you know (laughs) But I, I do, I, I do think that he makes smart decisions for the sake of his court. And I don't think you can ask for much more, you know, for a high Lord. So, yeah. Yeah. It's the, that's the one thing I appreciate for him. Mm-hmm. Like consistency. You, you got yourself in check, but you're not really a good person. He, he's not <laughs> denying the fact that he's not like he's not denying the fact that he's right. not mad he's not saying right. i'm a good person and then does all like tamlin he's not a yeah. he admits he's bad he admits that he will do not good things to you in mm-hmm. in pursuit of bettering his agenda right and well and it's appreciate. yeah it's cool too that he i mean like he's uh, his court like that's that's his world is his court he has to take care of his court um mm-hmm. and 
I mean, I respect that, you know? I, one thing I did not really like is how Reese is trying to get up in everyone else's business. It's like, take care of you, you know? Cause the night court is messed up as it is, you know? But I, I really appreciate that, that, um, that he kind of is like, this is my territory, don't mess with it and we won't have a problem. Um, yeah, I appreciate that about him. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do want to see more of him because I do, I, I do enjoy like the character arcs, but I also enjoy like knowing more to a character story. And he's a character that I find incredibly interesting because I want to know, I want to see his side and know his motivations, especially with what happened with more. I want to see what his person, I want to see his perspective because I want to know and see what he was thinking. Like, why would you do this? Of all the things you could do, what makes you do this? Mm. I think I like even if like Sarah writes a novella or something about him I would be really interested in seeing that because he is he's not a morally great character he's bad he's just bad he admits that and I long gone like period yeah I just but I want to know like I I love the analysis of like characters thought processes and yeah. Sarah's is just dumb. I'm sorry. That's why I'm excited for Nesta's. Um, yeah. Well, because she's a 17-year-old child. Yeah. Of yes. course her thought process is dumb because she doesn't know anything. Yeah. And that's the sad thing is, like, with, like, they all, like, Sarah's a 17-year-old child, and, like, she definitely has gone through a shit ton of stuff. They all right. have. Like, every yeah. single character in Sarah J. Moss's world has gone through shit. Like, Every character <laughs> has has a bad background. We all mm. know that. Um, yeah, yeah. No happiness for anyone. <laughs> no one. Um, they all got scars, and yeah. that's why I really because I relate to Nesta a lot um, mm-hmm. when it comes to like dealing with like depression and stuff. And like Nesta is the type of person where she deals with it herself, and I'm that type <laughs> of person where I like to deal with myself. And like it really irked me in uh, Aquafas said it right again um that um they were pushing her a lot they were pushing her to like do yeah something. talked about that where we were like really like you can't push people to do to be you can't push people to change them how you want them to be and she I, set a very clear boundary yeah she said i do not want to be around you and everyone around her overstepped that boundary so I think the fact that they're angry with her is completely irrational. She said no. She put this, she drew the line in the sand. She said, I cannot be around you. I'm not going to associate myself with you. And I don't have to give you a reason why I'm just not going to. And they all said, we don't care how you feel. Come join us. We're a happy family, you know? So, I mean, I completely agree with that. The fact that they all just stomped all over her boundaries and the limits that she set for herself as if their agendas were more important than hers. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that is something that I want to, I want, that's, that's why I'm so excited for this book. Because Nesta, I've been waiting to get her perspective because I want to know what she was thinking when like Akafas happened, but I also want to know what happened in the cauldron because that especially how you wrote it in akadad her dealing with her like trauma perfect Love i need to i'm waiting for it to like be done so that i can just soak it all me in. too <laughs> me too god good lord <laughs> i need to know what happens like and what i want to see like what you think about it and like what you want to happen mm-hmm. but 
I just like am so excited because I love that the character yeah. it's very character driven I feel like Sarah J Moss's books are very character driven they're not plot yeah there's plot yeah yeah characters are better <laughs> I think for most. well and a lot of people didn't like Crescent City because they're like it's slow it's really slow but it was world building I yeah. mean there's so much world building in that book it's and book. yeah I love it it's my favorite Sarah J Mass book honestly yeah it's it's what 700 something pages 800 pages <laughs> it's, it's freaking long I have it where do I have it it's in my room somewhere I could look but I think it's 700 pages it's really long you've read Crescent City right Grace Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah you sure. feel you look like you want to say something. No, that, it, it's just like um, it was definitely it was one of the first books that I heavily annotated because I was just like, oh, like this is like because it was definitely a different thing for me. Like you know, I haven't I've been on a high fantasy thing, mm-hmm. and that was the first like urban fantasy, and I just loved how like the world was like really opened up into things. Yeah. And I, like thought it was really cool and like her whole Bryce's whole journey and everything and it was like one of my favorites for sure yeah a lot of stuff happens in that book for that to be the first book of a series oh my god yeah I'm like this is like two books and this is like four books in one what happens in Crescent City is the equivalent to what happens in the first four Throne of Glass books yes (laughs) there's so much it's literally like the same amount of pages because it's It's so long it's so long and there's so many plot lines that are happening in the book as well which I think she does really well for like Crescent City especially since it's more of an adult book not Mm -hmm. not a YA book it's definitely but it's oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and she markets it like an adult book too I mean I really appreciate how in Crescent City, like with Akatar, Akatar is an adult series. I mean, it's an adult series, but she really shies away from that. I mean, she markets it YA, like she really shies away from um, making it a adult series. But with Crescent City, she's like, this is adult. There is, there was not a lot of sex in it though. No. Which I was like, hello? (laughs) What's the point of making it an adult book if nobody fucks? We never got like a sex an, an actual yeah we've gotten like the this like ooh, and then yeah. he's hurt and so it doesn't go through so I was like I that was one of my things I was like Sarah you really did this to us she gets no. well but she's like go enjoy it while it lasts sip of water that's what you get a sip of right because like when I was like when it was started like heating up I like was on my private snap story I'm okay I'm like I'm getting to the scene I'm about to get myself a cup of wine. I already mm-hmm. my hair wrap. I'm ready. And then I'm sitting there reading it and I'm like, that's it. Literally, literally, literally. I well, and it also was like the 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 the, the, the tension was great. The attention yeah. buildup was phenomenal. And then it all dissipated. You know, so she built up all this tension for absolutely no reason. And so when we eventually do get that first intimate scene in the next book, it's not going to be as impactful because she wasted all that tension on that stupid scene on the sofa. <laughs> okay, there were so many chances for her to make that stuff. scene in the kitchen, though. I was That's like, my favorite scene. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. And I think that demonstrates how good of a writer Sarah is. 
Yeah. That I mean, there. I mean, they didn't even kiss in that scene. There was no even kissing. But that was still like the sexiest scene in the book. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that scene was. Oh, I love it. Sarah love that scene. has a lot of flaws when it comes to uh, representation oh, yeah. in her books, and like there are some like plot points and like parts of characters that you're really like you really shouldn't be writing about that but you have to admit she is a really good writer with her adult books so not a glass right. it's a ya book except for like once it gets to like queen of shadows yeah past, it's not really mm-hmm. ya so mm-hmm. but like her like older books are not ya but they're good like yeah Except yeah. I, I mostly talk about Crescent City, honestly. <laughs> it's kind of well, like Crescent City. I think is her best written book. Like it's yeah. so well written, um, like it's thematically. I mean everything. Newest really- books too. So mm-hmm. we can definitely see like the progression of her writing styles through mm-hmm. Throne of Glass and then the. Yes. It's like Throne of Glass, Kingdom of. The Kingdom very of first Africa. Throne of Glass book is written so badly she she wrote it when she was like 16 so like I mean I'm not going to judge her too harshly but like it's such a badly written book (laughs) but like it's so interesting because like we kind of get to see her improvement as an author which is really interesting it's not an experience I've had with any other author um is seeing her go from like writing writing internal explanations in the first throne of glass book there's literally a part where Aelin or uh Selena says how could he do that to me when he knows what like I mean like it's so so badly written do you know what I'm talking about like the very first scene yes, the I last do. he's like does he know who he's talking to I'm the <laughs> Sardothian I am I'm, I'm like this is all in a side like oh my so, god I, yeah but then like, we get to Crescent City and it's like perfect. worlds above it's, yeah I don't think that's that's definitely something that I like she mentioned something like that that her writing style is growing with the the audience that she has like her her, she's like I'm not going back to YA anymore it's like purely adult going I don't think I'm ever gonna go back yeah and I'm I appreciate that so much because like she understands that that's not any more what she can do she's sticking to this this is it and I appreciate that yeah, you know, and I like authors who kind of grow with their audience, you know? Right, right. Well, like, she knows, yeah. Yeah, ahead, you know, there's there's other series out there, like, you know, you're rolling with her third <laughs> that, uh, like, the first looks like middle grade, but, like, as you go in the series, it grows with you, grows right. with your audience, and you appreciate yes. certain authors that do that, and I just really like that I'm here for Sarah J. Moss is, like, end of it because I'm in that stage now so I'm like yes I'm here for that yes yeah well it's so cool too that she recognizes that her audience started reading the books at age like 16 and now we're all older and she's like okay I recognize that and now but I also know people who read Akatar at 13 and I'm like what are you doing I get you are insane all the time I I just I had like a video where I was like they need to have like age warnings and stuff on books because like we talked about this in one of our because we had like we we had a situation with our book club where we had to deal with it it was about like age stuff and we were like there was a minor very young minor in our group and we had no idea and so we had we had to sadly let them leave because we couldn't as like adults yes yes we can't have that happening and I they read Crescent City they've read Akatar at 
like a very young age and I'm like white royal blue red white and royal blue at a very young age and I was just like I can't perpetuate young readers reading that I so whenever I do book recommendations I'm gonna start putting like a automatic age read like I read like I have like my J.R. Ward books up here like like, adult erotica yes yes and like Okay, Azriel, whatever. Keep going. We get it. We get it. They're hidden in the top shelf. No, I had to take them conveniently out of frame. (laughs) Yeah, I had to take them out from school so that my parents didn't see what I was doing. (laughs) My dad like asked me if I watched the Bridgerton sex scenes the other day. I haven't seen Bridgerton. Oh, it's pretty good. That's like you know, it's pretty good. It's really good. Um, Cliche, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what the thing about like. TikTok and the really like downside to like book talk is that a lot of young readers start reading these very adult books like Crescent City is like I, I work at Barnes Noble and Crescent City and um Akatar are in the adult, the adult fantasy section. like I've I've had to like ask a parent like a parent mm-hmm. came up to me and they're like my 14 year old daughter is like looking into Akatar and stuff I was like I was like ma'am this is an adult like content but like my aunt um, asked me like what books to recommend her daughter and she's like I really don't want like heavy like smut in it and I was like I got you I know exactly what books to get Red Queen like mm-hmm. very light YA books and I feel like there's this lack of like not telling people like this is not for kids like a lot of parents buy books because I've worked at Barnes and Noble and I've seen them buying books for the like 14 year old and I'm having to be like hey like I will let you know that this is a, an adult fantasy with a right sex in it yeah I've said well and it's 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 struggle too because like you don't want them to grow up thinking that oh I can't read this book because sex is bad yeah because it's wrong because I you know because doing it makes me dirty like that's that's the that's the very fine line that we as a part of book talk have to tiptoe is you know own your body love yourself you know but also you know maturity exactly and you and I feel like you also can't read the books in the way they were intended unless you are of a certain age and you've you know been through certain things you don't grab them yes yes we're talking about that where as an adult we can look into relationships and even in YA books we delve deeper into the very emotional aspects of relationships yes whereas we're in a a YA reader might just read it as it is and not right and I feel like there's like, I would never, I was like talking about J.R. Ward. And then I found out that they were a minor and they, like fresh in teen years. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like 20 years old. I'm sorry. Right, 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 and right. Yeah. Like I have one follower who's, um, she started following me when she was like fresh 15 and like. Aritzia? Yes. I love her so much. She's like my number one fan for sure. Really <laughs> for this. Shout out to you, girl. I love you. <laughs> um, she's like so sweet and like she's like constantly like 
oh, what, what, what should I, what asking me for recommendations. And, and like, first thing I was just like, okay, so what are you looking for? How old are you? And she told me, and I'm just like, okay, these books are perfect for you. They're good for like that stage in your life that you were there for. And she appreciated that so much that she's like constantly asking me, is this appropriate for me? Is this okay for me? And I'm just like, I love young people like that who understand certain things are beyond them and they want to only read what their mind is capable for and I'm like right. I love that you take that initiative and it makes me be on top of my game yeah. to mm-hmm. recommend the books that are appropriate for you and also yes their maturity level as well because right right they're like I'm too young for this kind of content because like I wouldn't want my sister reading Crescent City my sister's 14 I would not want her to even read Throne of Glass yet like I think Throne of Glass is good for like 16 17 oh yeah yeah transitioning into adulthood kind of thing it's a perfect YA setup so this way when I always say like YA I'm always talking about like 15 16 plus is what I YA now stands for yeah well and I also think too like for that age group recognizing that you're not ready to read a book isn't a bad thing yeah you know what I mean recognizing that it's okay to say you know well and I I I have so many thoughts in my head right now (laughs) um (laughs) it makes you a better reader to read at your level consistently if you think you're so good and so mature that you can jump right into Crescent City, you're not going to get as much enjoyment or consistency in your reading experience as you would if you went into like the Lunar Chronicles is a great YA series. Or if you went into like, I'm trying to look at my bookshelf for books that fit the narrative, but my bookshelf <laughs> is full of adult books or like Percy Jackson. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, like recognizing that you can you can you can ease your way in and there's no shame in that you know exactly there's like a uh this idea of like having to go with like the trends and that's why i feel like a lot mm. of 13 year olds on take on book talk will read crescent city and akatar because they feel left out and i feel like i wish there were like i wish there were like creators who did specialize in like those younger audiences and who made reading uh, those books for reading at the levels cool because I feel like it's now cool to read all of Sarah J Moss books it's cool now to read from blood and ash and like but from blood and ash is an adult book it is an adult romance book it, it is a it's not a fantasy book it's a romance book mm-hmm. and I think people like a lot of parents don't realize that is like with there like needs to be some kind of way for parents to know because they have I've worked in the, I work, I'm the YA specialist at my Barnes and Noble. That's what I like to say. Um, And they always ask me like, is this age appropriate for these kids? And I've had to say red, they've had to like ask like where red, white and Royal blue is. I'm like, oh, that's in the romance section. They're like, it's not in YA romance. And I'm like, no, it's a full like adult romance book. And they're like, oh, then I don't need you to take me to it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. cause you're probably gonna get it for like your 14 year old. Cause it was a book for a younger audience. It does. And I think that's why Sarah rebranded too, is because they looked like YA covers and it's not a YA series, which I really appreciate. I hate the new covers, but I appreciate the fact that she rebranded with the intention of making it an adult series. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even have, I have the old covers, but I have uh, new dust jackets for them. I have the bookish blocks. They have their like artist done dust jackets. So I have those ones. 
socks are really nice. Um, <laughs> have you spent money on them? That was my Christmas gift. <laughs> but like red, white, and royal blue is a very, it looks like a YA. It does. The cartoony, yeah. yeah. Cartoony kind of love. Is that Rainbow Rowell? No. No, no. Who, no. who, who wrote it? Casey McQuinson? Oh, okay. It's it's very similar in style, cover wise, to Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That book mm-hmm. is problematic. <laughs> it is really problematic. I remember reading it. It's just on my bookshelf. I remember reading it in high school. I actually didn't buy it. I stole the book from my <laughs> English teacher. But anyway, that's why I thought it was by Rainbow Rowell is because the style is so similar. But um, let's hear it. Not- huh? She lives here in Omaha and she the Barnes really? that I shop at she signs the books there she'll just go in there randomly like and just sign all the books that she has oh wow wait that's really cool actually it kind of is and I only have <laughs> but she's of, also problematic so I, I have one of her nice. books and I have not <laughs> it's funny that she's like very problematic yet she writes about like like people like in the LGBTQ she writes well, but like, that's what makes her problematic. That's true. That's what makes her problematic. It's like she's a very conservative person writing about this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, right. She's very, she's not very, like, she blew up for a hot minute, but I think people are, are realizing that she's like, she's a straight white woman in her 40s writing about gay teenagers. <laughs> like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah, it's it's so. pretty funny, but um, it is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, she. I I have a book. Not ready yet. <laughs> what, what, what is it? It's Carry On. Um, mm. it's like Carry On, and then it's Wayward Son. So if you mm. are a Supernatural fan, she didn't purposely do that. But I was like, yes, you should have though. She should have. She did. She's just what I admit it. That's right. It's I. I thought. I think the concept of you know, fangirl is about the girl who's writing carry on so i thought that was really smart that she actually wrote carry on and i thought that was really cool problematic but yes fangirl is about um fangirl is about uh i don't even remember what her name is but she's writing carry on like she's wrote the fan fiction carry on it is publishing it and then rainbow rowell wrote the fan fiction carry on <laughs> and published it which is i thought was really clever the cover is pretty like the cover the covers yeah. are really pretty i will i will give her that her covers for carry on and weird weird son are really cute mm-hmm. but they're classic ya books and um what is red white and royal blue fits in that it's it's yeah. a, it fits like we have a game where we ask like they ask maggie if this is ya or not <laughs> like 95 percent of the time i can guess it unless it's a romance book the romance books can trick you the contemporary romance books they're kind of getting into the like toony cartoony kind yeah. of culture and i'm like no because like date plan and like wedding date and like all of these other like bright colors yeah and i'm like that looks ya I need the half-naked cowboys back on the covers so I know what I'm looking for. Yeah, well, I wonder, I wonder why. It's probably a trend. I think it's just with the going with the trends and stuff. Uh, right. Very bright colored books are very in, I guess, right now. Uh, but you can also trick readers into thinking, oh, it's like a nice light book. But the good, right. the good is, is that they stay in the yes. romance. 
infections like accidentally you know right yeah well which is i think is the problem with akitar is because it isn't romance so it doesn't go in the romance section i might be wrong i don't i mean i don't Akatar is shelved in dark fantasy. Fantasy. Yes, dark mm -hmm. fantasy. It's considered dark fantasy, so it's in the adult fantasy section. But mm -hmm. the old covers of Akatar, when we For did fantasy. have it, it was in YA, but we don't like we completely sold out of them. So we we Other. only shelved yeah. them in we shelved it right next to Crescent City, but Throne of Glass and her Catwoman book, never read it. Never Me either. It. That is so left field. That was, that's so random to a me. Lot of like, it's like a I didn't know about that until like, I was like looking up to add to my Goodreads, uh, Crescent City too. Yeah. And then I saw Catwoman and I'm like, what? You know, when did, I wonder when that came out. Hold on, let me look it up. It's like a series with a bunch of authors like Leigh Bardugo did, I think Superwoman. Yeah, um, they have like a whole DC Mary Lou lineup. did one. Like, I did not know that. Yeah, it's, I, I, kind of wanted to read it but then I'm like nah I'm not reading this I'm not reading honestly I might read it because I'm a big DC fan so I might read it also uh, I'm very interested into starting that graphic novel series of the Teen Titans I really yeah yeah you are I love that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, again, it's not. 2017 so it was while she was doing Avatar right yeah 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 oh, I yeah that was really left field I was like huh <laughs> sure yeah, it's yeah. funny because you see like the of glass and then you just see Catwoman. <laughs> but nobody buys it. Nobody buys right? it. Right? Of course they don't. Like, of course they don't. Like, Sarah J. Mouse for Catwoman, they come for Faye. Yeah. Period. Like, I just want my hot silvered hair man with tattoos Period. on his face. That's all I need. That's also another thing that Sarah's obsessed with is tattoos. Tattoos. I wonder like, if Josh has any. Thank you. You finished my thought. You finished my thought. <laughs> We're and, there. We're there. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: he doesn't have any on the surface, which means they're under his clothes. Well, Reese has them on his chest, and Josh and Reese have the same birthdays. She says she wrote. She wrote. She wrote Reese is Josh. Reese is Josh. She's on lives, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't." Shut up, and girl. He's you know. back there, like he's like he's like yeah. Right. He's like, I conveniently have to leave frame for a moment. Like, yeah. we know. Like, we know. You don't give the main, like, love interest of a book that you're writing the same birthday as your husband. It's basically, Period. I think it's a He was a gift to you. Like, girl. <laughs> Shut up. We know. We know. We know. We know, we know what it is. Yeah. For sure. We're, you ain't slick. You would not I'm slick. Her and Josh are really cute. They are. They are, and it pisses me off. <laughs> I hate seeing people in love. It makes me mad. I hate seeing people happy with other people. Oh my god, they're like, like adorable though, because like he'll be on, she'll be on live, and then like he'll come in, and like she'll like start blushing, yes. and it's like it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Disgusting. Well, because like you can see how much in love they are, because she'll look, she'll go. Literally, she has this little smile that she uses whenever she talk, talks to him or about him. She's like, I'm like, stop. And their kid is adorable and they have a beautiful home. Yes. Whatever. And he, he cooks. He cooks. Yes. Okay, she's a child. She can write all day. Because, yeah. like, he'll do everything else and she could just sit there at the computer. 
I mean, yeah. I don't think he she has makes to work. Money. She's the money maker. Hello. He doesn't have to work. I don't think he works. He doesn't. I don't think he does. I think Which is so lucky for him. Hello. Yeah. I mean, dream job is a stay-at-home dad, basically. Well, and, and Sarah's like, also really. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say Sarah's also really pretty. So, like, yeah. I mean, he lucked out. He yeah. really lucked out. And he's like, also very pretty too. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> it, it's funny because like he like they ask him like how do you feel about your wife like you know and she's like I love it man like she gets to write about these incredible men and you know and like you know on live she gets asked like who would you rather have and then she's just like he like fully he's just like she'd have all of them she'd have all of them and I'm just like man I like you so much I remember when he said that on the live he was like leaning back she's like he's like all of them <laughs> like he's like isn't it obvious she wrote all them the like of course she put all of them I think it's it's really interesting her husband like fully heartedly supports her and I think that's what's so good it's like he just loves what she does yeah he genuinely does he's the type of guy to like if these fictional characters were real he'd make a huge bed for all of them to just be like well because he makes stuff he like actually is like like he makes stuff you know like he's he's a husband yeah, he's the dream husband of an author. I mean, for 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 real. I have I have this I have this in my head because maladaptive daydreaming. You know, um, where uh, I'm on set for Akatar, I'm Nesta. I'm talking to Sarah. We're hanging out. No big deal. And and Josh comes by with like cookies every day. Like he makes baked goods for us and comes to set and gives the cast baked goods. Oh. I'm like thanks, Josh. See you tomorrow. <laughs> like, I love that. It's bad. It's so perfect. It's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> you, I think, like so. This just has to be it. If you you need to get cast for Nesta, and then you need to get cast for Manon. I think those are like the t- like if they don't cast you, I'm a riot. <laughs> we'll say that in the comments, and then I'm like, what are you gonna do when they actually don't cast me? <laughs> I will email Sarah J. Boss. I'll be like. Well, do you want to know something that I did when I met Marissa Meyer is I, because I knew I wouldn't be able to speak to her, right? So I wrote her a letter and I included my headshot and resume. (laughs) And I remember when you said that and I was like, this, that's what you have to do, Sarah. That's what you put yourself out there, you know? Got to. You got to get like professional Manon photos done and be like, hey, well, she was supposed to make a TV series out of Throne of Glass. It was supposed to be Queen of Shadows. Yeah, and then it never happened. She was also supposed to make a World of Th- Throne of Glass book, which was supposed to happen after Kingdom of Ash. And then that also never happened. So I don't know. I really hope it does, though, because... I kind of feel like that movie. might come into play because you know how everything's connected. Yeah, I think it so will. I feel like we're waiting for that. Well, period. I, I've been saying Nesta, I think... I won't spoil Kingdom of Ash, but I think Nesta can travel because Moss said they're all part of the same, mm-hmm. like, they're all connected. So I think Nesta can open portals. That would be sick. Because the cauldron- Wait, I've never is, thought of that The cauldron before. is what took, like, I've been saying this, the cauldron is what gave her, like, created the worlds and stuff. So she took the power from the cauldron. She took more than it wanted. She's she so stole. powerful she is so i was like i would argue she's the most powerful person in the akatar universe oh yeah no she literally faced life itself and stole from it are you kidding me (laughs) 
and then Reese died. Like, like, hello? Yeah. If we're comparing Reese, who is supposedly the most powerful in the universe of Akatar, when faced with the cauldron, died. Nesta? Nesta Archeron? She stole. She said, I'll take this, this, and this. I'm coming for you when I come out. She said, period. She was, she had a shopping cart and she was, I mean, she's going down the aisle, pushing it down. Period. Period. And then she said, I'm not going to pay and walked out of the store. Like, she's like, bye, thank you. She's like, drinking her coffee and like pushing the cart. She's like, bye. (laughs) You know what? Okay. So this is another really dorky thing I do is I try to like analyze every aspect of the character. So like, (laughs) I'm a really big coffee drinker. So I've tried to figure out what all of my characters would order. Oh my God. (laughs) You should definitely make that a series. Like this is, this is Nesta's like, order the starbucks order coffee order this is manon's coffee order Lo- yes. I, oh my gosh well and i might be wrong people might have differing opinions but that's definitely something i've done i've also done like what their workout routines would be i've done how they get to work i've done what their majors would be in college I, it's just really fun to think about and to analyze love it do it do like a uh a businesswoman Manon. I would love to see that. Period. That's what I pegged her as. She would be CEO. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Like, she would take nothing less. I read the book yet, and I already know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't read the book, I have a question for you. Oh, my okay. gosh. Can I ask questions on your podcast? Of course. <laughs> of course. As, as someone who hasn't read the book yet, how do you know if you even like the cosplay? If you don't know the character because i can appreciate art when i see it period okay i love that good answer good answer i mean i i don't think like yeah sometimes cosplay <laughs> does spoil stuff but like you don't spoil stuff in your cosplays you don't try real hard not to then i i appreciate that like yeah. i so right after i read throne of glass i started getting into your tiktoks and seeing like all of like the cassian like your cassian one i was like, yeah. I, was like I was like who the fuck is this character yeah i'm just why like oh my god so hot like why I was like, <laughs> I was like, who is this i need to read this wait this is a guy what and then i read it and i was like oh <laughs> yeah well and people were saying you know they were like, if they don't cast you as a gender bent Cassian in a movie, I'm like, that's a stretch. <laughs> like you, you need to stretch a little bit before you reach that far. <laughs> like, <laughs> too much whitewashing. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's why I retired Cassian is because I was I did more research and reread, and I was like, this is a character of color, and I'm a white woman, and I'm not going to be cosplaying this character. That's why I also haven't done Jude. Everyone's asking me to do Jude, but she's Hispanic. Yeah. And I'm white. I'm very white. It's crazy to me that people don't think that she, that, that, that conversation's out there, that she's right. not Hispanic. And I'm like, don't, don't you hear? Her she, name is literally Hispanic. Yes, yes. Uh, his- that is. Her dad yeah. is Hispanic. Yeah. And her mom, her mom is white. So she's a mix. And I'm just like. But in all like fan art and stuff, she is darker. White. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see ones where she's darker. And then I also see ones where she's very white as well. Mm-hmm. So like the main popular ones that you see 
mostly she's really white but then the other ones that are here and there like more like uh you know the more steamier ones yeah the steamier ones are the ones that i look at uh, she's got a nice brown skin and i'm just yes. like i appreciate yes. it so well, much yeah and i haven't i haven't read i haven't read the series yet uh, that's not true i've read a little bit of the series like i'm on like chapter five of the first book but i mean the way they describe her looking physically too is like this is a this is a character of color like this is not a white lady with dark hair this is this is a hispanic character i also think that's a lot of fault to readers is we don't mm. look like like granted i do that sometimes where i think of a character and i put myself as a character so i usually end up thinking like they're not a person of color and then you have to think you have to be like no 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 no. why is our default white why is our readers? default white yeah, that's something that I really like analyzed about myself. I was talking about, um, oh, I don't even remember who or what. Oh, that's not true. I do remember. I posted a video um, that was like, if you if you cosplay people of color and you're a white person, that's that's racist of you to do. Like that's that's not okay for you to do. And people in the comments were like really having a hard time grasping that um and and somebody had said that somebody was like why do we default that every character is white unless explicitly expressed otherwise which was really thought-provoking to me and really made me like step back and rethink you know there are characters that that's that's the white privilege that we have is that is if a character's skin tone is not mentioned we assume it's white yeah you know which is blue which is, for all we care period exactly 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 yeah i definitely so it's a very interesting conversation that needs to be had it's definitely a fault to us as readers but i also feel like mm -hmm. sometimes in fan art too like when i say like a lot of fan art doesn't portray poppy correctly they don't but they portray her as a skinny person and i've sent them what to is that what is she from blood and ash yes from blood and ash poppy okay. is a bigger girl and she's she's average size yeah. which average size is plus size average size is not this yeah it's not it's not yeah and so like jla had to like explicitly put this out she's like i don't understand why this is part of the conversation but let me address it yeah she's mm -hmm. not skinny she is a bigger girl and then she went on like a whole rant of like why can you not just say fat like everybody has it like if you're fat then you're fat there is nothing wrong with it everybody has it everybody has that pouch everybody has mm -hmm. those the fupa. Mm -hmm. come on and she's just yes. like you cannot say that it's bad you cannot say that it's wrong that it's not pretty well and is that the author yeah okay yeah the and author it was in her facebook group she it was it was to the point where like it's like all the fan art for poppy portrays her as really thin and i even have like i'm 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 an, I'm an average size mm -hmm. like medium large extra large that kind of range like that's an average person's size mm -hmm. and like when i look at it i'm like she's not that like she's explicitly jla has explicitly stated she's not that thin and i i i know artists do their own renditions of it but i feel like it also hurts people when they don't portray it how the author it describes well and it perpetuates fat phobia too it's it's, it's skinny washing if you will yeah. you know yeah which is obviously incredibly damaging you know yeah. it's because it like you know as a girl who's grown up always being on the bigger size i've played i 
growing up I played four sports year round every mm. single day I'd go from mm-hmm. one practice early in the morning to school to two practices later on that night yeah and do another workout you know I have been fit my whole life and I have been obese most of my life mm-hmm. I have been a big girl bigger yeah. now, quarantine you know hit but you know <laughs> <laughs> I've been a bigger girl and I've never felt like my body was okay until like right. I started looking at myself and I'm just like I'm fucking gorgeous period I I got everything and like you know and then it started hitting me like there's all these people who are reading these books and not understanding like their body is beautiful so I was just like you know what fuck that I'm gonna go ahead and post this thing that JLA said because everybody needs to be out there hearing it because it Mm -hmm. talked not just about Poppy but about any character and like I put it out there and like that's why I'm feeling so much more confident about like you know about posting more videos of myself but like showing more of myself not yeah, just yeah 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 this, but like a more of me and like acknowledging like I am this character this is who mm-hmm. I am and I just yeah. love the community is getting that reawakening not just in like you know people of color but uh, the all the other communities out there diversity is not yes. just thing it's everything. yes yeah yes yes it's yes not yes about, like your race but it's also about like having like talking about disorders and stuff like uh, you not just mental disorders but also like um, disabilities disability and stuff like yeah. I have scoliosis and I don't I don't think I've ever read a character that has scoliosis so of course I'm right. my character has scoliosis yeah. yes yes Kaz Brecker is has a cane right yeah he is does. that I haven't read the book is that good disabled rep or not is it not good um he I he gets injured so technically yes he's disabled but it's not like it's kind of I like where they have rep where it's not the whole story and it's Mm. not his whole story but yes he does have a cane he does need to rely on walking with a cane but he also Kaz also is like me I I have a video that I posted that's actually doing I'm surprised how well people are actually receiving it where it's like introduce yourself as your comfort character and then I'm like, hi, I'm Kaz Brecker and I don't like people touching me because Kaz doesn't like people to touch him. And it's like a thing where he's just like, Ugh. and I don't like that. Like, yeah. Ellie tries to snuggle with me. She tries to like hug me and stuff. And I'm like, Kylie is my people. So I, cause like I, I've struggled with like body dysmorphia and stuff and like people mm-hmm. touching me really just like, Ugh. I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hugs? No. Mm. So I and it's crazy because I'm a hugger, and we're best friends. <laughs> We've never That's met in person, cool, though. Right, We've never right, met in person. right, right. So, so I don't. Now you have to just be wary that when you do meet in person, she's gonna try and hug you. You gotta be ready for that. You gotta be ready. I respect you, though. I understand. I will. I, <laughs> I will hug other people, but I can't have people touching me. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. I, like I like the idea of being. You have to initiate it. Yeah, I have mm. to initiate it. That's why my character is always initiate stuff in our book. Is mm. she's very like. Yeah. The, I have to do this so mm-hmm. I think for Kaz that does have some representation because I feel like that and like I have never seen that with a character and mm-hmm. I didn't realize until I was writing my book and then I like fought back to Six of Crows and I was like oh Kaz doesn't like to be touched either and I was like I never thought of that mm. and it's a, it's a main thing for him um, yeah but, but uh, piggybacking on like um disability real quick mm-hmm. um are so dark and lonely she, the main character she, Cerebral Paul. I don't know if I ever say that. And what is the book called? A curse so dark and lonely. 
let me put that on my it's breaking list. up a little bit um it's a curse so dark and lonely and then a heart so fierce and broken and then a vow so bold and deadly which is coming out next week um but she has cerebral palsy um and it doesn't it like and she makes a point in the book is it doesn't affect her ability to be like a strong independent woman it doesn't mm. affect her and it's really good a curse and, of and, dark and a curse so dark and lonely so dark. got it thank you thank you thank you thank you at the end of the book too she even like the author goes into like cerebral palsy and like how it like a little bit info on that and where to get more information on that and i just love when books do that i love it when they put trigger warnings i love it when they talk about disabilities and where to get information on it yes i just so yes i just finished this book it's love from a to z and it's a it's a poc but it also one of the main characters actually i can't say it never mind <laughs> you can say it in your head but you can never like actually it's one of those i can't say it because it's a spoiler for a main plot point Oh, okay, okay. I caught fine. myself. You saw that, Beth. We're job. proud of you. We are proud of you. I, I, I'm training. I'm actively. But you totally committed. I mean, you were totally going to tell us the absolute spoiler. You were totally going to. Oh, caught myself. I was like, no, I can't. I thought about it. I was like, okay, is this going to affect it? And I was like, yes. So, <laughs> I love from A to Z. Is that what it was called? A to Z. Yep. Okay. I love adding to my TBR. It's my favorite thing to do, even though it's miles long already, but it's still very fun to do. Going <laughs> through Goodreads and seeing what other people are reading. And then you're just like, oh, I want to read that too. Oh, I'm going to read that. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh and you're like too easy of a process. That's what it is. Mm. Mm. Goodreads is like another social media account that I have that I like actively <laughs> look at. It's scary. Yeah. So I think we've gone on pretty long. Yes. <gasps> we have gone on pretty long. Um, no. I'm going to cut this here because we can clearly go on for a while longer. I know. We could just keep talking. We, we, we really that, That's the great thing about this. It's like we're talking to friends, you know? Yeah. We are. This, is, this was so much fun. Yes. It, it was so, glad. so happy you. to have you. And I was just like, I'm so excited. Yeah. If you're ever just like, oh, I wish we had a guest this week, please let me know. Yes. <laughs> Oh, of course. You could be a Clearly, because we can talk about whatever. Clearly, you are a uh, fill in the slot guest. I know that, that we had like talked about so many different things. I was like, this is like, I was like, what have, all have we talked about? I was like, we also talked about this and this and this and this. Yeah, right, and this. right. It's like, it's probably, oh, going to be an hour and 45 minutes to a two hour podcast. Probably less. But, but hey, my mom will watch the whole thing, so oh you'll God. have at least one full view. Yeah. <laughs> send her, she can listen on Spotify, she can listen on YouTube, and uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie's done a great job spreading us around. And when is this episode out? Um, so this episode airs Friday, I don't remember the date, uh, Friday, this Friday, which is Mm. my calendar i don't want dead <laughs> we never get the dates right it's gonna be uh, 29 29 so it airs this uh video will air at friday the 29th at 12 p.m central time which is mm. 1 p.m um eastern time and then 10 a.m uh, pacific standard time on youtube and then 6 p.m on spotify which is 7 p.m eastern and then 4 p.m pacific standard time 
we got to have- split up two times because Maggie and I are in different time zones. Yes. So that's <laughs> impressive that you just remembered that though. So I have to do that every single time I ever talk to Grace. Uh-huh. I have to talk in Pacific Standard Time. Mm. But like today I was like, okay, she can record at 6.30, but it's like 8.30 for us, but also yeah. 6.30 for Grace. And Grace is like, okay. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> and yeah, like, thanks. Right now, it, is it nine o'clock for you right now? Wow, good job. I know, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You've been going on for a while now. We I know, that. my yeah. God. Started I'm eight. so sorry. <laughs> it's a no, it's, it's so, If our listeners are still here, we love you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. Beth for... Oh, yes, time. thank you. I, yeah, I kind of... Beth, do you want to plug your socials? Yeah, I want to plug my socials. Um, so you can find me on TikTok, mass underscore trash. You can find me on Instagram, uh, mass underscore trash underscore cosplay. And I don't have any other social media platforms. Akadad, you can find on Wattpad, look up A Court of Dark and Decay. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm also on Tumblr as mass trash so yeah we'll have all the links down below we'll probably put your link tree i'll get all your links all your social media links we'll put them all down below go read akadad because masterpiece um, thank you her instagram you can see all of her beautiful cosplay photos on instagram and <laughs> you edit, you edit yeah. beautifully. Um, thank you so much put up the one of you manon and abraxos um, abraxos behind you i love that picture that's the one I use because that's my favorite one. We put it up on the podcast. It's uh, let me let me pull it up real quick just so we can all. That's my favorite picture so, I've ever edited in my life. So just good. so we're all clear. I was like, my favorite. Do you use a green screen? Dun dun dun. So beautiful. So um, no, I do not use a green screen. I just take the picture like as it is, and then I use an app called Bazaar Bazaar Art. Um, and it has like an eraser tool so you can like erase yeah like the background and replace it yeah 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 oh, okay that's really cool she does really really beautiful pictures on uh instagram her tiktok amazing Content. amazing i've been following for almost a year now so <laughs> i need to get like a, a stan shirt or something i'll give you a plaque i'll give you a plaque that says one year yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what TikTok used to remind me is like how long like the people I've been following for mm. I probably like the longest person I followed for because I unfollow people and because I don't watch their videos but of course I just like mm. oh, what's Beth post recently because like if you <laughs> get like a notification for a fictional gal has like like five of your videos it's just me like scrolling through like don't worry well, like, I don't uh, care about spam liking either so I like just Feel free. I actively try not to spam like you because I'm like, well, I don't want her to know that I'm stalking her. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want her to know that I like I'll watch your videos and I'll like give you the watch times and stuff. But <laughs> I sometimes just like, okay, I can like this photo. I can like this video. And then I can have to go like, three away and then I'll like that one. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh my god. I, I notice spam likers and I'm always like oh, you've gone back far. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't. She can't know. She cannot know. Well, now I know, so. Now you know. Now you, you know. You just ruined it for yourself. <laughs> now you know that it's me. When, and you're like, oh, Maggie's catching up on all the content. Every third video. 
Every Monday, here we go. Oh, she's watched. Oh, she's she's going down far. Oh, she's that far. Okay, okay. We'll see how. (laughs) So, well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys for having me. This was so much fun. It really, it really was. Mm -hmm. This is gonna be a long episode. I can't wait to like. What? I take it down, and it's like a four-hour process (laughs) to download to my computer. But it will go up on Friday. Um, but it was honestly so fun. Yes. Yeah, it was so much fun. And I'm serious. I'm serious if you ever want to. I'm just asking you to invite me back. That's all I'm doing. I'm inviting myself back. We can talk about A Court of Silver Flames with you if you want. That would be so much fun. Stop it. I would love that. Because we want to do like an episode where we oh just my gosh, talk yeah. the book. Mm. Um, and so we do like a book analysis and stuff. So, but we have to be nice to Grace. We can't do it like the day after it comes out. Come on, yeah, we're gonna because we have a book club, so we have to wait for our book club. Oh yes, 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 yes. So you, yeah, we're talking to you, babe. We're talking to you. (laughs) Me, I'll be reading it right on time. Okay, (laughs) Grace is fine. I'm fine, but we will definitely have you back because you're just like so fun to have on. And thank you. Yes. Honestly, it's been one hell of an episode. We love you guys. Mm. Thank you guys for listening. Yes. Thank you. We'll see ya. Have a good evening or day or whenever you're watching this. Have a good rest of your hours left in the day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Have a good evening. Bye. Bye.